Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535 on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave. Yesterday at the end of the show, found out it was chocolate-covered raisin day. I don't think it's any kind of day today, so we're safe, okay? Just to let you know. Listen, there's a day for something every day of the year. <laughs> yeah, but there's how, no good ones today. How much effort do you really want to dig to find out what it is? Well, we could just do daily holidays. Yeah, that could be a, good, a new uh, bit. That could see. be our new bit. Jesus. Listen to today's holidays. Here we are. It is uh, Friday, March 25th, and it's International uh, International Waffle Day. Or is it? See, because what I just did there is waffle. Or a national celebration of Greek and American democracy. Or a national lobster Newberg day. Let's go with that one. I like national lobster Newberg day. <laughs> Somebody right. should bring us some lobster Newberg today. Yeah. Would you like a whole segment on that for later on? Or sure, not? why not? Right. Comedian Carrie Louise will be joining us after 8 o'clock. She's involved in a, a pretty cool fundraiser uh, tomorrow at uh, in the Berkshires. We'll tell you all about that. And some other stuff today, too. It's 536 on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 5.50 in Bon Jovi. We're back, Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Some rain this morning. Clearing skies this afternoon. About 60-ish for the highs today. Mid-50s tomorrow with afternoon showers. Mid-40s on Sunday with sun and clouds. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well, through the pump, and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, Robin Thicke's fiance, April Love Geary, says she will not sign a prenup. Uh, quote, he's not marrying anyone else after me. How do you go from, like, the baddest bitch on the planet to something else? That's a I little, think maybe uh, when you take that approach, there's always a chance he may find that you are the baddest bitch he's uh, ever met. April and Robin have been engaged since Christmas Eve of 2018. Uh, they have three children together, ages four, three, and one. That's a little uh, presumptuous that you're going to be around for a long time. Well, I mean, you got the kids. I mean, that's kind of that kind of roots you down for at least a little bit. The lines are very blurred on that one, Steve. Ah, oh, I see oh, what you're doing there. Look at that. Wow. Oh, look out. Holy not, cow. Not that anyone listening to classic rock... Rock 102 knows what the hell I'm talking about. No, but about. everybody knows about the Thick family. Mm-hmm. Of course from, they do. Uh, from Robin to Alan. Those are songs people hear at weddings and parties <laughs> True. and things do like that. Do you play that one at weddings that uh, you officiate over? Usually part of the list. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's not really an officiating no, that's true. part of the wedding. He's more of what happens afterwards. <laughs> I did give him a promotion, didn't I? Uh, Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum both have daughters at the same preschool, and for a while that was not a good thing. Sandra says, quote, Channing and I were always getting called by the principal of our school because our daughters were at each other's throats it's not the case anymore but like one of them was trying to outdo the other one and take the other one down it was hilarious so we were always praying it was the other one's daughter when we were called to the office ha 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 hmm. <laughs> that's so funny <sighs> yeah except your kids are yelling and beating on each other that's not great wow wow rich people taking their kids to school yeah, I know that is you and your problems. Yeah. <laughs> uh, luckily, the girls had a chance to get to know each other while Sandra and Channing filmed The Lost City together, and now they're besties. Well, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Then it kind of cool when you know you, you know, enemies make up, and all of a sudden they're best of friends. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of nice. Or they just go other places and do other whatever they want. Uh, one of these days, <laughs> I don't have any real-world examples of that. I'm yeah. just saying that 
just nice to see. One of these days, we're just going to let Bob Saget rest in peace, but today is not that day, my friends. Uh, Bob's friends and families are now disputing the claim that he was sick or dealing with long COVID when he died. TMZ talked to one of Bob's best friends who saw Bob regularly. He said Bob never exhibited any symptoms or mentioned that he was under the weather. Also, a family attorney says that Bob's wife, Kelly Rizzo, spoke to him before he died and he never mentioned having any issues. It's the Big Bob Saget Conspiracy. Did he mention having a headache? <coughs> no, I don't know if he did or not. Or a like major a, 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 flesh wound on his head? Yeah, I, he didn't have a major flesh wound. Where are you getting that from? I don't know. I'm just coming up with anything. He, he had bumps on his head as if he had stumbled around the room after hitting himself on the head uh, with something else. Everybody hits themselves on the head. But it was repeated blows, according to one report, and as if a baseball bat had struck him. They were hard hits to the head, apparently. Peanut butter jelly time? Where, yeah, but where is that from? Where, is that the read, official police report? Yeah, I had read reports about that, but it's being suppressed, apparently. Suppressed? Come on. Yeah, that would never happen. I don't, uh, I'm going to try to buy the, uh, the baseball bat thing. First of all, the lockout wasn't over at the time. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's a good point. I could have been a minor leaguer, I guess. Uh, I could have been a contender, right? Is that, is that what he says? Yes. Uh, let's see, Anthony Anderson, uh, you know the guy from Law & Order there? Mm-hmm. Uh, walked that walked to Best Buy in New York City and bought TVs, but had no way to get them home. Luckily, a nice stranger offered, and Anthony posted a video from their car. He joked, quote, if I don't make it back to the set of Law & Order, call the police. This is exactly what they look like. I'll have that audio, and now hear this a little bit later on this morning. There you go. He's got, uh, he's got people driving him. Home with his TVs. Yeah, w- would you go home with a stranger under those circumstances? Uh, for the right amount of money, I would do lots of things. Haven't we on- all, at some point in our lives, accidentally gone home with a stranger? Well, yeah, because that's, I had a TV. That's a good point. But what about hitchhiking? That no longer occurs, does it? I don't ever see hitchhikers anymore anywhere. I see them a lot out by me, up really? in the Berkshires. Yeah. There's always some kind of hitchhiking dude with a backpack did walking ever, around. Did, did you, you ever hitchhike before? I never hitchhiked. Not no. me either. I did when I was about. Uh, I think it was about. Ten. Ten? Right. I was coming home, like, summertime. We were up, uh, my buddies and I, we hitchhiked together. And we got a ride, and everything was fine. This. Why does this sound like uh, that episode of Different Strokes where Gordon Jump wants to have some time yeah. with Arnold's <laughs> with, friends? With Dudley. <laughs> and I, I hitchhiked uh, to a Thanksgiving one time along 91, actually, believe it or not. And my grandfather once picked up a hitchhiker, and as they were talking, he realized... The hitchhiker had just been released from prison. Oh, oh well, and, there you go. And again, but it worked out fine. All no right. problems. Dudley, here's this bowl of ice cream. Sit down and watch some cartoons with your shirt off, and I'll be with you in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Joker appears briefly in The Batman, and only at the very end, but he was originally supposed to have a slightly bigger part. They even shot a scene with him that was not in the movie. Well, director Matt Reeves released the scene yesterday, and it's kind of a Silence of the Lambs ripoff. Batman visits the Joker in Arkham Asylum to seek his help in learning the identity of the Riddler. You never get a complete look at the Joker, but he has a white face, red mouth, and green hair, although a lot of that hair is missing and his face and head are scarred. He might be the most horrific-looking on-screen Joker yet. Worse than Cesar Romero? No, Cesar Romero actually wore that well. I suppose. Plus, it was comedy back then. It was Joaquin Phoenix that kind of looked creepy. Yeah. Yes. Uh, he also talks about it being their most uh, talks about it almost being their anniversary, suggesting that he's probably behind bars thanks to a previous run-in with the Batman. The Joker is played by Barry Keegan. 
whom you may remember from Dunkirk or Marvel's Eternals. Hmm. I don't know. I yeah. didn't. I didn't watch. I those. didn't see either no. one. Heath Ledger also looked creepy too. I might add. Heath Ledger. Uh, well, he was a good-looking guy, right? Yes. Heath Ledger in his like, day. Uh, in yes. his day. Yeah. But then you know, with all those drugs that he took. Yep. True. That kind of ruined him. And uh, you know what? I think we should just end it right there because we only got like. Ten seconds left of this music. Do you really want me to go into another story? No, don't do it. No, no, I don't no. think we have time for that. We just kind of want to let it go like that. How about that? See, it just Perfect. ends like that. And that's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Oh yeah. The following takes place between 6 a.m. and 7 a.m. It is 6 a.m. at Rock 102. Clearing skies after some rain this morning. Highs of about 60 today and then dropping temperatures throughout the weekend. Mid-50s tomorrow with afternoon showers. Mid-40s on Sunday with a mixture of sun and clouds. The weather is brought to you by Taxland, Boston Road in Springfield, Cottage Street in East Hampton, and TaxLandOnline.com. Here's your 102-second sports on Rock 102. The U.S. men's national team in Mexico tying in soccer last night, 0-0, a thriller. Both are likely to qualify for the World Cup now. Baseball, Baltimore over Boston, 8-5 in a spring training game. Newly acquired infielder Trevor Story will make his Sox debut tomorrow at 1 against Atlanta in a spring training game. Hockey, last night, the Bruins over Tampa Bay, 3-2 on a David Posternock hat trick. And in the AHL, the Thunderbirds are at Hartford and at Providence this weekend, back home at the Mass Mutual Center next Saturday. Basketball, after Sweet 16 action last night, number one seeds Gonzaga and Arizona are out. And Duke coach Mike Kay, Coach K, that is, still alive in his final go-around with the Blue Devils as they were victorious last night. This year's Cinderella team, the St. Peter's Peacocks, are 12.5-point underdogs against Purdue in the first of Four more Sweet 16 games tonight. And Hall of Famer Ray Allen got scolded by a federal judge in Miami in order to donate $1,000 to charity for failing to show up for jury duty at a fatal carjacking trial. U.S. District Judge Marsha Cook telling the 46-year-old former Celtic star, quote, no man or woman is above performing his or her civic duty. That's it for your 102-second sports. Coming up next, Frank Martin to UMass to be the new head coach. Bax has it in his view from the couch. Straight ahead on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, here's something to suck on. Did you realize it's been eight years since the UMass Minutemen have played in the NCAA tournament? Eight years. And you realize that it's been exactly 26 years since the last time UMass actually won a game in the NCAA tournament. Think about that. There is not a single student enrolled in the entire UMass system that was alive during the last time the UMass basketball posed a threat to anybody during March Madness. Oh, sure, I'm sure there were a few of you who optimistically filled out your brackets in 2014 and again in the late 90s to have UMass make the Final Four, but that sort of thing hasn't happened in almost 30 years. The question now is, is it about to change? Yesterday, the University of Massachusetts submitted an offer to former South Carolina head basketball coach Frank Martin. Now, I don't know how much they're willing to pay the guy. I don't know how long they're expecting to keep him if he takes the job. All I know is Frank Martin was fired 
despite leading his team to an 18-13 season last year in South Carolina, took the Gamecocks to the Final Four in 2017, and is the third winningest coach in South Carolina basketball history. And somehow, UMass has decided to suddenly start reinvesting money into one of their formerly thriving athletic programs. My question is, when did this start? Not for nothing, but UMass has banged out five straight losing seasons in a row. On Wednesday, Frank Martin appeared on the Rich Eisen Show and talked about still wanting to coach despite having a frosty relationship with the South Carolina administration and a few health problems along the way as well. Will Frank Martin take the job? Maybe. Maybe not. Certainly has connections here and is a father of two kids who have been through the UMass system. I'm pretty sure they got the money to pay him. All we have to do now is wait to see if that's going to be enough. Because if they're going to pay him Matt McCall money, then I'm pretty sure the answer will be no. Because that would be a far cry from the $3 million that he was making per year in South Carolina. Like a real far cry. Like you couldn't get possibly any further from that sort of crying. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm looking at five different DeWalt power tools on sale all month at Rocky's for just 100 bucks each. I'm looking on my phone at the Rocky's app. You can look at your laptop at Rockies.com. Or you can walk into the store, pick up the sales flyer right there in your hands, and find out what's on sale at Rocky's and your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 611 in Aerosmith on Rock 102. It's back, Steve and Dave. We're going to have declining weather all weekend. 60-ish today, 50-ish tomorrow, mid-40s on Sunday. We were, uh, what, you got, you, say, you got something? No, I was going to say, uh, you got kids, right? I do. I have, uh, they're older kids. You got kids, you got I, a son? I got an older kid than your kids. Now, Dave, when uh, when your kid was uh, a young a youngin', mm-hmm. was there any kind of, um, well, how old is he? 35. So 35. When he was a kid, was there any kind of like annoying children's television show on or some song that you could not stand listening to one more time? I wish he had warned me because I'm not a very good singer, but uh, Inspector Gadget was his favorite. That was a good show, though. I know. And and actually, the theme song wasn't too bad, actually. So that was his favorite show, and that was the song I heard over and over again every afternoon when I was watching TV with him. Last night, we went uh, and visited uh, our niece. She's a two-year-old little girl. She's an absolutely adorable little kid. And, uh, you, know, she's, you know, she's two years old. So, you know, there's, a, there's, a, there's some television shows that are probably not appropriate for, sure. uh, like, for example, I would say, like, The Handmaid's Tale, probably a little bit too harsh for a kid of, uh, of that age. You it, does know, sound maybe, like uh, it does sound like a children's uh, it, it, it ain't really. No, I know. Uh, although, yeah. you know, pregnancy is involved in the plot line. It's not uh, It's not a kid's show mm-hmm. by any means. But my, my uncle used to show us Blue Velvet all the time. Nothing wrong with that. It's crazy. That's, why, the, I, that's why I learned to scream Mommy so hard. That's how I learned yeah. to scream Pap's Blue Ribbon over and over again. Yeah, so, uh, anyway, we, we go over there, and she's watching Baby Shark. Oh, yeah. Now, we, we were there for about an hour and a half. And the baby shark theme went on for at least 85 minutes of the 90 minutes that we were there. Is is this a show? A TV show now? No. What what YouTube has done has stitched together like 10 hours of continuous baby shark. Yes. And so, you know, if your kid is mesmerized by baby shark and loves singing the song, well, what you do is you put on all 10 hours of baby shark and your kid is pretty much... Uh, good for the day. Oh, terrific. God bless you too. Hit the bell and like.
Baby Shark Brooklyn. Ooh, Baby Shark Brooklyn. I went to bed singing this in my head last night. You gotta go through the whole family. Too. No, no, we don't. We, we don't mommy. have to. There's mommy. Yeah. Okay. And then the uh, daddy. dad. The dad. Oh, he's got such a baritone voice. Man. Yes, he does. And then and grandma comes up, right? Yeah, my grandmother's never sounded like that. Nope. Anyway, uh, do I have to keep this up? Yeah, well, it's an hour long. We got uh, it's only six fourteen. We'll be done by seven fourteen. No, I, I'm going to turn you down here for a minute. <laughs> you know, when my kids were young, we went through a, a period where uh, they 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 were mesmerized by the Teletubbies, mm-hmm. which is a real uh, whacked out show. If Tink, you were like Tinky Wink and the gang, right, dude? If you were dropping acid back mm-hmm. in the early '90s and then sat in front of uh, the TV to watch some Teletubbies, yeah, you would fry your brain out. See? I mean, there's a baby in the sun. How'd that happen? I have no idea. Then my kids went to a Raffy stage. You know uh-huh. Raffy? Oh, yeah. Banana phone. Yep. That used to be in my head all the time. Baby beluga. was. You, know, you go to the uh, the Mystic Aquarium, you see the beluga whales. Well, of course, every adult in there is singing you know, baby beluga to their kids because they think that's cute. But every other adult is going, will you please stop that? Mm-hmm. Don't I get enough of this at home? And now it's freaking baby shark. And I'm thinking... <laughs> Is there, is there no, uh, do have, have we exhausted all of the, of the possible quality of television for our kids now? Cause man, that to bring that home with you and have it in your head for hours is awful. I'm not sure. Uh, I think it's just the changes in taste over the years. You know, you're talking about two different generational things. Your kids listen to one thing, my kids listen to one thing, his kids listen to another thing. Right. It's like it's like all it's but it's it's designed by these people that know how to get little earworms in kids' heads and yeah. loving the show. All right, but when we were kids, and and Dave, you're not you know you know so much older than me that you weren't uh, part of the Sesame Street uh, generation. Oh yeah, I'm in, in my aunt and uncle. Dave and Betsy, or Betsy and Dave, I guess that would be, and uh, their kids, my cousins. Yeah, they watched that all the time, and whenever I'd go there, because they were exposed to that kind of stuff all the time. They they grew up as Sesame Street kids. I would just get exposed to it once in a while. Really? Yeah, you, you, which uh, explains a lot. I was going to say, I mean, <laughs> with, without Sesame Street or... You know, Mr. Rogers mm-hmm. the, or the Electric Company. Yeah, with yeah, Morgan yeah. Freeman. Oh, no, that was Zoom, wasn't it? No, 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 no. Morgan Freeman was in the Electric oh, was Company, okay. along with, uh, you know, uh, Oscar winner Rita Moreno. Oh. But, uh, you know, Zoom was like local Boston kids. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's like, what did you watch as a kid? You had to watch something. Yeah, I watched all the great sitcoms of that age. That's what I watched. At, 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 a, at a young age, like three, four, five years old? I, the, I, I don't remember watching anything else. You were like I, the guy in uh, Dream On from HBO that used yeah. to have all the TV clips going through his head every Bro- time he got into a sexual situation. Yes, Brian Ben-Ben was the actor's name in that, I think. Ooh, that's, very good. That, that's, reaching reaching back. Back. that's reaching back. Yeah. Um, and you know what else I watched a lot as a kid? Because my grandmother had it on? Was Jack LaLanne's Workout. So I was watching. She was smoking cigarettes while watching Jack Jack LaLanne workout programs. 
Well, I think Jack Lelane was probably smoking cigarettes in between I, workouts. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. But, but I, I mean, they, I mean, back then there were yeah. commercials that said, you know, the, the you know, doctors recommend this brand. It's That's like, right. you know, doctors don't recommend any of that now. Right. Guys like Joe DiMaggio, you know, appearing in smoking ads like uh, this is what helps me uh, to my 56 game hitting streak, having a relaxing cigarette once in a while. When I was a kid, my best babysitter was the television. I watched everything. Mm-hmm. I watched all the Saturday morning cartoons. Sure. I watched all the afternoon talk shows. Yeah. I watched, uh, I, I, I believe I watched uh, Young and the Restless. Wow. I believe I watched uh, General Hospital for a brief period of time. Certainly Days of Our Lives. I watched all of that stuff. Is that only because the adults were watching it? Kind of like me with my grandmother and Jack LaLanne? Yeah. 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 Right. Well, like my mom would watch Days of Our Lives for, for, as long as I could remember, and she was watching it since it came on the like a year after it came on the air back in 1966 or something like right. that. Right, I think it came on in 1965. She started having uh, children in 1966, and then all of a sudden, you know, she was hooked on this uh, this Days of Our Lives thing. Well, even as she worked, you know, throughout the 90s during the day, she would videotape it. And then watch it. But that was the days where you couldn't change the channel. Right. When you were taping something, you had to watch what you were taping. So I had to sit there and watch it from 1 to 2 p.m. every day. Those were the days. And uh, I learned all the great things about yeah. Salem and uh, uh, Stefano Demiro. Oh, he and, was a uh, bad man, that and, Stefano uh, Demiro. Marlena, Marlena. Yeah, and, Victor Kariakis was no uh, great shakes either. He was a pretty uh, Je- evil man. Jennifer Aniston's dad, that right? That is correct. Yeah. That is correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was, uh, I, I, and I even watched daytime talk shows like you did. Like Gary Collins I became very familiar with. <laughs> yes. Oh, no, see, I used to, I used to watch it. Dinah Shore. I used to watch Phil Donahue. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, every afternoon, Merv Griffin would come on. Mike Douglas. My, the Mike Douglas show. Sure, yeah. Mike Douglas was a kick-ass show. Uh-huh. People don't realize how kick-ass that was. <laughs> yeah, see, my uh, I was like, the, the 80s was mostly soap operas, and like those were like the more serious daytime talk shows. It wasn't until like the 90s they started coming out with the... Uh, you know the Jerry Springer and the and the Sallys, right? And the, yeah, right. Well, listen the, to the wide array of programs that we were exposed to compared to kids today. Yeah, now they're missing they, out. Now they got Baby Shark. Yes, Please. I don't know if they are missing out or not because I think that they just have access to all of this stuff mm-hmm. and you don't know where to begin. See, I was one of the uh, first or second generation of kids. Uh, where many adults said, you know, are they going to be negatively impacted by the amount of television they watch? Mm-hmm. The answer, of course, is absolutely. <laughs> Damaged beyond compare. Any other generation, you look, you know, before the 1960s, you say these are the best generations in our entire existence. After like 1965, 66, that's when things started to go to hell in a handbasket. But today, you add things that are as insipid as... Right. Freaking baby shark. Right. I don't know what value there is. There was loads of value to watch uh, the Mike Douglas show. And he brings on Kiss. Right. And Gene Simmons is on the panel talking with Tody Fields. And I, I don't know who else that there was. That was great television. Or the match game with Gene Rayburn and that enormous microphone of his. Freaking loved Come match on. game. Uh, see, I don't, see, I don't remember any of that stuff. Oh, no, match game was a classic. Yes. Yeah, every every time there was a question of Charles Nelson Riley, he pull up pull the card and it would say boobs, and he was like <laughs> boobs. It was like oh. when you're like a ten year old kid, it's the funniest thing on television. Oh. I uh, I I never saw any of that stuff until it was on the Game Show Network. Right. What about the Gong Show? You yeah. see the Gong never Show. Never saw the Gong Show. Oh my god, right. what a great show! Yes, yeah. Gene Gene the Dancing Machine, right? Yep, the Unknown Comic, right? You have J.P. Morgone, classic man, great mm-hmm. television, yep. good quality educational television. 
Yep. Yeah, they don't have that anymore. That's they the don't. one thing they don't. We were just talking about that earlier. We were making references to, uh, I think we were off the air talking about the references, but we were talking <laughs> about, you know, like serious show, serious things that would happen within sitcoms. Uh, Different Strokes, for example, was the one we were talking about that off the air, about uh, Gordon Jump, the guy from WKRP. Yes, right. Uh, he was the bike shop man on Different Strokes. And he was a creepy bike shop man because he invited <laughs> Arnold and Dudley back into his apartment behind the shop. Uh-huh. Which doesn't happen with every uh, bicycle repairman. And Arnold took off, but Dudley stayed behind and watched cartoons. Here, Dudley, watch cartoons with your shirt off and eat ice cream. <laughs> and you where- like ice cream? You like ice cream, Dudley? Mm-hmm. And, and where's Dudley today? No one knows. Right? And and then they ended the episode with I think it was uh, what was the what's Mr. Drummond's name? Oh, Conrad. Bain. Conrad Bain came on and was like he did this speech of like you know talk to your children about uh, you know people you run into. They don't do that anymore at all. Nope. Those are good life lessons. Good things to learn from Gordon Jump. I like that bulimia one with uh, what's her name, Tracy Gold from Growing Pains. Yeah, that yeah, was a good. That one. was a good one too. <laughs> Tonight on a very it's special good. facts of life. <laughs> You're absolutely yeah. right. It's six twenty-three with back Stephen Dave and Rock One Hundred Two. Pro Contract Two with back Stephen Dave and Led Zeppelin. Their lead singer Robert Plant will be with Allison Krauss at the Saratoga Performing Arts Center, SPAC, in Saratoga Springs on Friday, June third. Have you guys ever been there? You ever been to SPAC to see a show before or not? Not to SPAC, but Saratoga is actually a pretty cool town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. You, yeah, I went there for the first time back in October. Saratoga yeah. Springs. Did you see? Did you go to SPAC to see a show though? Uh, no, we went buy it. But yeah, it, it, there was nothing going on there. Yeah, it's 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 a really cool venue to see a show if you get to do it sometime. Maybe not for Robert Plant with Allison Krauss, but who knows? Is that a SPAC? Isn't that the stuff you put in your walls when you want to paint it and? No, it no, no, Steve. That's spackling. No, no, no. That's uh, that's that uh, the thing that goes along with the Rice Krispies. That's crackle, I think, yes. isn't it? <laughs> no, that's the thing that people smoke down on the street. No, 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 Steve. That's that's crack. No, ah, that's okay. the thing you step on and you're going to break your mother's back. No, no, uh, no, Dave. That's a crack. Oh, that's just crack. Okay. Right. I said <laughs> two All different right. kinds of crack. Yeah. Three different kinds of crack if you really. And now it's time <laughs> for today, Island. <laughs> Today I learned an Atlanta police officer died in 2009 from atherosclerotic cor- cor- uh, coronary artery disease mm. while having a threesome. Oh boy. A jury awarded $3 million to his widow, finding that his doctor was negligent in not properly diagnosing and treating his heart condition. Uh, according to the court documents cited by, uh, by a local television station in Atlanta, William Martinez and a friend were having a three-way sex with a woman who was not his wife. Uh-oh. Whoa! I at hate a hotel when that at a hotel near Atlanta's airport on March twelfth of two thousand nine, around three a.m., he fell off the bed and became unresponsive. And EMTs couldn't revive him, and he was pronounced dead less than an hour later at the hospital. All right, but at least he died doing something he loved, or someone he loved, or something that seemed like he loved at the time. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, but, it, you know, can you imagine that? You, listen, you find out your husband was cheating on you, not only cheating on you with one person, but right. with two people, mm-hmm. and that's a pretty damn good payoff. $3 million? I mean, you had to wait 12 years to get it, but yeah, $3 but million dollars is a pretty good payoff for having your husband step out on you. I Small suppose. price to pay. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, that's a practice. He paid quite a hefty well, price, I to guess. be honest. Yeah. yeah. Use your... Uh, 
You ever have a three-way, Dave? Nope. You? No. Not me either. We ta- we, we've talked about this before, and uh, ne- never an offer. Not even an offer for a three-way. Well, you got to ask for the offer, kind of like sales. Yeah. I think. I don't even know how you ask. Well, you have to have people that are all into it. You can't just, you know, it, it's that thing called consent that you have to make sure that everybody's involved. Damn, that, that I mean, what, what, yeah. what's what's the protocol there? Do you send out invitations? Uh, does it is it like a, like a chain letter? What what is it? I, I didn't even know. How do you even bring that up in a I, casual conversation? I think it is casual. I think it sort of happens by mistake after a few too many. You and your wife or girlfriend and her girlfriend, and you're just sort of having like just drinks together one night, and then I think maybe. One thing leads to another, yeah. like that fix song. I had to, I had to, somebody I knew like kind of be suggestive about it one time, but right. that, but I was like, no, 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 no. You and gotta that got to have the right people. Is today I learned. Back Stephen David and Rock went up there. News is next to the latest side effect of the war on Ukraine. Straight ahead. 635. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by Servio Locksmith. they got a key for that, St. James Avenue in Springfield, or ServioLocksmith.com. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. So, just past the one-month mark now in the war on Ukraine, and in addition to the humanitarian crisis, refugees fleeing the country, Russia's attack now causing a global wheat shortage. Wheat? That, yes, wheat. What that, about cream of wheat? Well, it's going to... that's. Well, that's, a side a, effect. that's a wheat byproduct. Exactly mm. right. I mean, you think of all the products that we have. I mean, I just had a delicious wrap from Frigo's with a wheat wrap around my chicken salad. Right. That, you know, things like that. Things we take for granted, right? It, it could create a famine for tens of millions. Well, you know, uh, I don't know if they uh, they have their own wheat over there. Like, they've always been going after our wheat. They love our wheat. Well, get this. I did not know this. Russia and Ukraine are responsible for about one-third of the world's wheat exports. No kidding. Who knew? I did not realize that. Well, I mean, uh, it's isn't it one of the uh, countries with the most land mass? Yeah. And, you know, I guess you have all that stuff that you do out there. Yeah, maybe maybe, wheat. maybe I, uh, I misremembered this, but didn't many years ago, and I'm talking like early 80s mm-hmm. or 70s, but didn't we once sell like an enormous amount of of wheat to the Russians because they were unable to cultivate it on their own? Maybe they figured out a way to start doing it, and that's why they've got these big crops. Yeah, I could be wrong. I mean, I could have had uh, that uh, that day in class uh, all mixed up. But I thought that's what we did years ago. I think we did do that. That was a thing to kind of get them back on their feet. You to know, get like, them back on their feet and say, hey, we Americans aren't so bad. You yeah. Russians are, uh, you know, rat bastard commie uh, pinkos, but uh, not us. I mean, we're, you know, we're, we're Americans. We're, we're some of the most uh, generous people in the world. Mm. Well, but, course, you, but you communists, yeah, uh, we'll give you wheat as long as you promise not to interfere with our American way of life. Jordan Teague represents something called bread for the world. And his quote, hunger always follows conflict and it's going to be the case with this war as well and so unless you're going low carb and then you just insulted a whole group of people true you know we we have enough issues with the supply chain problems and cargo ships being stuck off the coast of various countries but now maybe a problem getting wheat oh that's just great now the price of wheat's gonna go up to like four dollars a gallon Mm -hmm. 
Wouldn't it be crazy if you found out that most of Russia is completely gluten uh, gluten intolerant? Gluten ta. Yeah, they yeah. got they got they got uh, all celiac disease over there. We send them wheat and bread and stuff like that. They'll be. Mm-hmm. They will be having serious problems over there. I, I got a buddy named Dan who had celiac disease and still oh. loved to drink vodka, but had to switch to the potato vodka. I'm I'm sure he's delighted to see you out his uh, medical privacy. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, my uh, my sister in law had to do that mm-hmm. to switch to potato based vodka. Yeah. because of some sort of I don't know I don't know if it was celiacs, but it was some sort of uh, I don't know. It's something with gastrointestinal thing. Right. Yeah. I didn't say Dan's last name, by the way. Snyder. A Massachusetts man saying he has the answer for all of these high gas prices. You guys talked about this a moment ago. There's a guy named Rick Madera in Fall River, and he rides his electric unicycle to work every day, saving on gas and cutting his commute time in the process. He's got something called a Gotway Nicola Plus. No seat, no handlebars, just places for his feet. Yeah. How about no thanks? Yeah, no kidding. No seat on a unicycle? I'd, I'd have to sit down. Right. What, what, what is it? Just a bar? that? Like, I, yeah, I how would you? I don't even know how you would do Unless it's if it's all electric, I guess you could just stand on it. That's it what it is. It must be like a, like like a, a segue. segue kind of yes. thing. Yes. Uh, Jinx. He can, you owe me a beer. <laughs> he can go 70 or mi- 80 miles on one charge with his Gotway Nicola Plus, and he reaches speeds of up to 40 miles per hour. That sounds like a motorcycle rather than a unicycle. Right? 40 no miles an hour on a unicycle? I saw there's a guy in Russell uh, that has a has a regular unicycle. Right. And he can balance like a 12-pack of beer mm-hmm. and other things on that. I used to see a guy around town here in yeah. East Long Meadow on mm-hmm. a unicycle. And he'd, uh, you know, he'd go to all parts of town. Now, I don't know if you notice this, there's some parts of East Long Meadow that are pretty hilly. Yeah. It's it's hard enough to ride a bike up a hill with two wheels. Yeah, you know what kind of core strength you got to have to right? ride one of them damn things? Oh, that's why I couldn't do it. Yes. I have no core strength at all. I couldn't do it either. I barely have core values. I like core Sundays from Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> Those are good. Mm-hmm. So as long as we're talking about cars, here's another car story for you. Remember when we had that uh, Carvana proposal for Southwick? Yes. It's about a year ago in initial talks. Well, that parcel of land now has another potential suitor because Carvana backed out when they had all of that problem with the, you know, the city council, the town council in Southwick putting up a big stink. And so they said, all right, we're not going to put it there. We'll put it elsewhere. Well, anyway, Blue Rhino Corporation wants a facility on that parcel of land in order to receive, recommission, and refill propane tanks. What could possibly go wrong? Oh, probably nothing. Mm -hmm. You don't hear very many Blue Rhino... uh you know, tank facilities blowing up, do you? No. I All right. Well, I think it's probably quite safe. I think uh, Carvana was the, that song by Camila Cabello. <laughs> All right. I don't. Uh, Carvana Unana. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, 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 Steve. You're thinking of Carvana Unana. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. I got that wrong. <laughs> well, anyway, the parcel of land at 686 College Highway in Southwick could have Blue, Blue Rhino there very soon. Blue Rhino. <laughs> And I would assume the town council would approve that versus the Carvana complex. Well, we have a whole bunch of Hank Hill quotes we can use with propane mm-hmm. and propane accessories. Sure. Man, let's thank you, Southwick, for getting out those bits. <laughs> a 25-year-old Springfield man was killed early yesterday morning, right about the time we were working, actually. He drove into a tree while trying to evade police, according to authorities. The crash taking place... 
At 2 a.m. in the morning, sharp curve near 143 Mill Valley Road in Hadley. Ooh. I don't even know Mill Valley Road. I don't know that either. Was was there any details of why he was speeding or chase or was he did he not stop for some initial it, thing it, or if if there are details like that they were not included in the story. Well, that's not a surprise. Mm-hmm. I love how I love how we oh here this is what happened. Well, yeah, but what are the details surrounding it? I don't know. We this ju- is just what happened. We, yeah, we just told you what what happened. We don't have to tell you all the details. And the other big local story, the trial in the. Nathan Bill's bar situation from Mm -hmm. back in April of 2015. The owner of the bar, John Sullivan, was acquitted yesterday of assault charges by a judge before the jury even began its deliberations. The proceedings are expected to wrap up later today. The four police officers remain on trial, accused of banding together to stalk and beat four black civilians. Yeah, I don't think there were many people that were surprised that that uh, that John Sullivan was acquitted in this. Mm-hmm. I think that you know my understanding is that you know they been a lot of people didn't think that he had much to do with this. The incident, as I said, occurred in April of 2015 outside of his bar in a popular neighborhood. So we'll be watching for the results of that trial today. And we were talking earlier about some of the favorite theme songs and TV shows for kids and how kids have mm-hmm. it different these days than we did growing up. Well, there's a survey here that says 7 in 10 American parents are worried that their children are turning into internet zombies. The study finding 64% are concerned about the amount of time their children spend on the internet. I think there's a solution for that. Yeah, it's called taking it away from them. Which is what you did in your house, Steve. Yeah, yeah. and you know what? I know that people will say to me, I don't know, they'll criticize it in a way going, yeah, right, or, you know. Here's the thing. It was not an easy task at all. Mm -hmm. It sucked for about the first two months because you have withdrawals. They have withdrawals, and, and- and every other kid in school's got that stuff, sure. right? And and that's that's the cha- That's the biggest challenge is that everybody else has something, mm-hmm. and my kids don't. Hey, so nothing that worthwhile becomes, is ever achieved easily. Nothing. No, and you have to. That's part of being a parent. Yeah. If you don't want them buried in those things, you just have to say no, mm-hmm. and you have to be willing to take on the the heat that you're gonna get. From your, I said, they think everybody just wants to make their kids happy and right? have them be quiet all the time. Mm-hmm. Guess what? That doesn't work. You Even know, with my kids without electronics, they still, you know, at each other's throats sometimes, and that's just because they're siblings. You know, when I, when I was a kid, very similar questions were being. I mentioned this. Many, many similar questions were being asked. You know, mm-hmm. is too much television bad for your kids? I knew one kid that I went to school with. His parents never let him watch TV apart from. Sporting events. They got to right. watch baseball. They got to watch basketball, but none of the other stupid stuff. And I right. thought, I thought, like, how is this kid gonna make it in his life? And he wound up becoming an tenured MIT professor. Yeah. And yeah. here I am playing, you know, doing fart jokes on a radio station. Well, there's a fine line, though. I mean, look what happened to the robo quarterback, Todd Marinovich. Yep. Who was deprived of everything growing up, so they could build a top yeah. NFL quarterback. He ended up rebelling, going. Way off the deep end. Didn't go right for him. No, no it didn't. But. Uh, and by the way, just one more stat from this survey. About two in three believe their child's overall behavior has changed negatively as a result of increased time online. I 
Don't doubt that for one second. Make a change, folks. Make a change. 60-ish today for the highs. Clearing skies this afternoon. Mid-50s tomorrow with afternoon showers. Mid-40s on Sunday, but at least sun and clouds on Sunday. Coming up next in the Mass Hat, a couple from Hilton Head, South Carolina, try to poison their boss and fail. uh, Details straight ahead in the Mass Hat on Rock 102. GG Inks. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 654, and Metallica will back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. It's going to be uh, scattered showers throughout the day and a high of 61 tomorrow. Rain mixed with sun and a high of 53. It's 39 right now in downtown Springfield. Time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat. Going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Here's today's Mass Hat. Actually, two of them in Hilton Head, South Carolina. Nice resort. I'm going there. That's right. You did talk about Next that. Next month, I'm going there. Uh, you were going to fly, but are you going to drive now instead yeah. because oh. of the, the, the prices, right? It's like $600 each way for mm-hmm. per person. That's no ridiculous. thank you. It's beautiful down there, by the way. Have you ever been? Oh, yeah. I've been a couple of years, and I can't wait to go back. And uh, Defusky Island, I believe, is just off the coast there. Really good. I never really studied the, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah, you should go. Well, anyway, in Hilton Head, South Carolina. The Fusky, you're making that up. <laughs> go check it out. I'm serious. 30-year-old Hunter Howard and 47-year-old Andrew Doty both work as security guards at a resort on Hilton Head. Or wait a minute, they used to work there. They don't anymore because they got arrested last Friday after trying to poison their boss with eye drops. Eye drops? There's an ingredient in eye drops that can lower your blood pressure, and if you ingest enough of it, your heart can start beating dangerously slow or even stop. So they dumped a bunch of Visine or whatever it was into his coffee. Damn. How much Visine do you have to buy? Visine isn't cheap stuff, even those little tiny bottles. I don't think it takes that much of the ingredient in eye drops to cause the drop in blood pressure I'm talking about. So uh, go on. Is they, how'd they get caught? The, the the boss had to go to the hospital with serious health issues, and they figured the, it was yes, this thing, and te- then that's yeah. how they did it. Yeah, wow. they tested them. Had all these bottles of Visine and still very red eyes. Yeah, right. Uh, they're both facing twenty years in prison. So good luck to them. That's uh, that's taking it a little. Uh, that's taking it a little extra step. You know what I mean? That's not like uh, I don't know. Let's put a flaming bag of dog poo on his front uh, on his front step. <laughs> yes, that's, that is a great gag. Yeah, yeah, that that's a much better gag than trying to kill somebody with eye drops. Well, it depends how bad your boss is, I guess, and how desperate you are at we, that point. We've had some terrible bosses here over the years, and yeah. I never wanted to poison yeah. them. You know, you gotta kind of let things go, and you you don't. Uh, I I would never take it that far. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would ever be that upset unless you did something like to my family or something that you would right. deserve some sort of revenge for. Uh, the reality is, uh, you don't want to kill anybody. Well, you know, I think they might have gotten this from one of those N N C. What are they? What are the NCIS? I think there was an episode like that in one of those shows on TV where really eye drops were used to poison somebody. You know, there, there's a whole subreddit on Reddit called uh, Illegal Pro Life Tips, and it's like <laughs> like people asking to get like things. Uh, maybe I'll dive into that. Maybe we'll bring it up a little bit later. But All right. it's one of those things that kind of like it tells you how to do things. Yeah, 
And it's basically proceed at your own risk. Right. Well, and then if you do read that on your own computer yeah. and then you go ahead and do it, then they got proof, like we talked yeah. about with Anna Sigan Nicolazzi earlier. Well, well, Nicolazzi! Yeah. Well, we'll have to provide some sort of disclaimer if you go into that. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't do anything on that. I'm not advising you to do well, anything. I wouldn't would suggest doing anything we tell you to do. But it's kind of funny. I'm like, why are people posting in this thing? And why are people, like, don't, don't do they not realize mm -hmm. that you can be tracked for anything? Sure. Yeah. Hey, my favorite new name in sports, making his debut for the Bruins last night. Details straight ahead in the 102-second sports on Rock 102. following takes place between 7 a.m. and 8 a.m. It is 7 a.m. on Rock 102. We'll have highs of about 60 today with clearing skies this afternoon after some morning showers. We've got mid-50s tomorrow with afternoon showers. Sunday will be clear with mid-40s. The weather is brought to you by Noonan Energy, serving Western Massachusetts for over 125 years. NoonanEnergy.com. Here's your 102-second sports on Rock 102. Starting with basketball, after Sweet 16 action last night, number one seeds Gonzaga and Arizona are gone. And Duke's Coach K still alive in his final go-around with the Blue Devils as Duke was able to win last night. This year's big Cinderella team, the St. Pe uh, Peter's Peacocks, are 12.5-point underdogs tonight against Purdue in the first of four more Sweet 16 games this evening. Also, UMass basketball has made an official offer to former South Carolina and Kansas State coach Frank Martin. This was after St. Bonaventure coach Mark Schmidt turned UMass down earlier this week. In hockey... The Bruins beat Tampa Bay 3-2 on a David Pasternak hat trick. Also, the debut of Swedish defenseman Hampus Lindholm. Looked very good in his first game for the Bees since the trade deadline acquisition that the Bees used with Anaheim. AHL hockey, the Thunderbirds at Hartford and at Providence this weekend. Back home at the Mass Mutual Center next Saturday. In baseball, the Red Sox lost to Baltimore 8-5, to and Trevor Story, the new infielder for the Red Sox, will make his debut tomorrow for the Sox at 1 o'clock against Atlanta. In football, Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers lost another one. Wide receiver Marquez Valdez-Scantling leaving Green Bay to sign a free agent deal with the Kansas City Chiefs. And both U.S. and Mexico probably will qualify for the World Cup based on last night's 0-0 draw. We have the exciting play-by-play -play from both the U.S. and Mexican announcers here. Halfback passes to the center. Back to the wing. Back to the center. Center holds it. Holds it. Holds it. Exciting, right? Halfback passes to center. Back to wing. Back to center. Center holds it. Holds it. Holds it. A lot better on that side. That's it for your 102-second sports. Coming up next, Bax has his brackets in the view from the couch. Holiday bills from 2021. And now, Bax's view from the couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, remember yesterday when I told you I was in 853,000th place on the ESPN March Madness Tournament Challenge? Yeah, that was a whole day ago. And even though I am rocking it up to 596,000th place uh, in that particular bracket contest, my brackets are trash. Trash, because in a single night, Gonzaga, the team that I picked to win it all over Villanova, 
was eliminated by number four seeded Arkansas by a score of 74-68. Now, you might think that a guy like me would be happy jumping up 257,000 spots in the national rankings. Well, I don't. Because not only is Gonzaga out of it, I had Gonzaga beating Duke in the next round. Now Duke is going to face Arkansas, and I didn't have either one of them in my final four. I also had top-seeded Arizona beating number four seed Illinois in the Sweet 16. Illinois got blown out by number five Houston, and now Houston just blew out Arizona. And I and did I have either one of them making the final four? No, I did not. Did you see where this is all going? My brackets are straight up garbage. So off target that I almost feel they're not even worthy of being in 569,000 place. I almost feel like I'm denying somebody else that esteemed position. The good news is that half of my final four are still in it. I still got Kansas and I still got Villanova, but I'm starting to feel like something really bad is about to happen. And I don't like it. But honestly, is it really possible for it to get much worse? And is submitting a faulty set of brackets really the worst thing that could happen in today's uncertain world? Well, for the next week or so until the national championship on April 4, I, I'd say the answer is yes. Sure, there's still a horrible pandemic out there with a sketchy economic climate and the threat of a nuclear holocaust, but I don't have any of those things written down on my Google calendar. I do, however, have the dates for next weekend's Final Four logged into my phone, and until that blows over, that is where my focus will lie. But hey, never my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You're going to invest a whole lot of time and money into a painting project. You're going to need a little bit of guidance. Go to Rocky's. They'll be with you every step of the way, from the planning to the painting to everything else. Good people paint people at Rock Solid Service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Springfield. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 712 and ZZ Top with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be uh, cloudy with some rain showers today and a high of 61. Tomorrow, rainy uh, with some sunshine mixed in with a high of 53. It's 39 in downtown Springfield. Next hour, we're going to talk to uh, comedian Carrie Louise. We've had her on the, the show before. We've talked to her husband a couple of times, too. Yeah, yeah. actually, there's a little mix-up here because uh, I thought it was him performing. It's her. And, then, and I texted him, and then he's like, uh, that's funny because I'm in Florida this weekend. And then I go back and look on the bill again, and it's it's his wife. And I go, oh, yeah. I, went, I, I meant to contact the funnier Cotter. So, <laughs> so Carrie yeah. is going to be at the yeah. Berkshire Mountain Comedy Arts Festival uh, this weekend. Uh, it's a Shakespeare and Company fundraiser. Uh, a, a, a group called the Riotous Youth, and it's a, it's a it's like a it's like a Shakespearean. A theater company for kids. Nice. Yeah, so she's going to be a part of that, and, and that's uh, tomorrow night, so we'll be talking to her next hour. Well, speaking of kids, we have an edition of Am I the A-Hole from the subreddit here that kind of has to do with that. I love Reddit. I, there's so many good things on that thing. Well, yep. there's so many bad things on it, too, but I only look for the good things. This one involves a 22-year-old <laughs> woman and the kids in the family. So the woman, again, 22 years old, detailing how she got into a fight with her family when she was forced to sit at the kids' table. She posted on the Am I the A-Hole forum, explaining she was at a family party at her aunt's house and was shocked when she wasn't allowed into the family room to eat dinner with the adults. The aunt insisted that this 22-year-old woman sit at the kids' table in a separate room while everyone else enjoyed dinner in the family room. Hmm. She writes in part, and my aunt told me I had to sit at the table so I wouldn't spill anything or make a mess like I was a little kid still. Right. Again, she's an adult. She's 22 years old. And apparently that's how it went down. She also says she later tried to sneak 
downstairs to eat with the other adults, and the aunt demanded she get right back up there with the kids. So people responding on Reddit, one person saying she really just wanted a babysitter for the kids, and you were designated for that role. That's absolutely what just happened. But the woman is hurt because, again, she's a grown adult at 22 and had to sit at the kids' table. I can relate to this woman uh, very much so. When I was 20 years old, I went down to visit my sister in Atlanta, um, and we went over to one of her friend's house for dinner, and it was this guy... He had a lot of money, uh, lots of money. Right. And it was this big, giant, like, mansion of a house mm-hmm. that uh, we were eating Thanksgiving. And I'm like, hells yeah, let's bring on the uh, the rich gourmet food. I'm sure. all about that mm-hmm. and the sitting down. But I was not allowed to sit with the adults at the table <laughs> because there wasn't enough room, which there was. There was, like, three extra seats. And, right. And uh, I wasn't even as big then, so I could have fit in one. And uh, th- they put me to... They, they put me at the kids' table. I was sitting with these, like, you know, anywhere from 8 to 15-year-old kids at the table. I have nothing in common with any of them, and it was the most uncomfortable dinner I ever had. So who's the a-hole? Is it the aunt or is it the woman? We, we get phone calls I, coming I, in. I think it's, I think it's the uh, the aunt that's, uh, or the aunt who's, uh, I say aunt, but you say aunt. Now, mm-hmm. I guess, now I'm saying it. Uh, I think it's the aunt because at 22 years old, she has earned the right to go from one table to the next. I'm going to take the opposite side here. I think the 22-year-old woman just suck it up. And you know what? It's probably more enjoyable to be with the kids anyway. You know it, what? My my experience is, is, is that I was the oldest grandchild. So we go to my grandmother's house mm-hmm. for uh, you know Easter or, or Thanksgiving. And uh, I so I started off mm-hmm. at the adult table. Then there were other grandkids, like my uncle and aunt. They they had two daughters, and then mm-hmm. you know, then yeah, my parents uh, you know had a, a, another ki- another daughter, and then uh, and so all of a sudden now there's four grandkids. So I had to move to the children's table, even though I had already been part of the adult table. Wow! Only after a period of time. Did I get back on the adult table? I felt like I was uh, like a utility player being bounced from, <laughs> you know, the starting lineup to a, a reserve. Well, just to draw the lines here, I'm saying that the 22-year-old woman is the a-hole because that's what she asked on the subreddit there. And you guys are both siding. You're saying the ant, I guess, right? Uh, yeah. I, but I also like like I wouldn't do that to my kids. Right. It, it, we're all inclusive. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you can sit at the table. Well, you just don't have the conversations that you would have at if it was just adults. True, but you may not have you know enough table space. You may have an, a, an apartment or you may have a smaller yeah, home. But this, and sounds, right. this sounds like a table that's on the other side of the house. Yeah, right? you know, okay, yes. You, sometimes I would have two tables mm-hmm. only because there's not enough room, mm-hmm. but everybody's going to have a seat in the same room. I wouldn't put my kids no. in a different room of the house. Absolutely that not. Is, that is a kind of an a-hole move. My, my sister does it now, so there's a... She's got a, a dining room, but it adjoins another room. She'll put the kids' table right on the opposite side mm-hmm. of uh, of the. Everyone's basically together. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're not uh, we're not separated by anything. What about uh, what about now when you go to dinner? Do they make you sit at the kids' table now? No, Dave. No, no. I they don't... make me sit at the kids' table. Well, you're a kid. You're a big. You're a gro- overgrown kid. Steve. I mean, Tell, do you have to? Do you have to? Do you have to? Like use a different uh, set for your humor with the kids than you would with the adults? Uh, yeah, I do. I have <laughs> yeah. to like tone it down. Yeah, well, but you, actually, you know, I say things and my kids shouldn't be hearing most of them. <laughs> but um, 
I think Bax has met my kids a couple of times <laughs> that have said a, a few things that I've said. Uh, but there was something I was going to say about that. Uh, about yeah, See, now I can't remember. I got the whole memory issue thing. Either, e- either way. I mean, it's not like you're you know, at, at 22 years old. She shouldn't be sent back up. If she wants to come down and sit with the adults, you know what? You move over and let her sit with the adults. She's she's earned that right because of her age to sit with everybody else. Maybe she's shown that she's irresponsible over the years, and she deserves to sit at the kids' table. Well, Maybe the aunt's right. Is Maybe. she is she eating with her hands? Is I, she throwing food across I, the I room? I don't know. I don't know. Well, you know, it made it made me when I was the youngest of five. Mm-hmm. So everybody was older, always older than me. There's eight years between my brother and I, sure. and everybody else is, you know, kind of around his age. I never, I, I was always participating in those conversations at the dinner table. Right. There was no kids' table, right? And uh, it kind of helped me, I think, in a way because. You, you grow up a little bit faster, yeah. I think, than most kids when you're sitting around adults all the time. I, and I agree with you, by yeah. the way. Let me get this straight. I would rather have an all-inclusive table yeah. with everybody at the table. But if there's going to be a kid's table and you're an adult, you know, maybe this 22-year-old woman has a history of breaking things and causing problems. And that's why the aunt made her sit with the kids. I think they just wanted to talk about dirty stuff at the dinner yeah. table without the kids around. I mean, she, maybe she is the one to backstab her family on Reddit. Well, that's, so, that's yeah, true. Maybe, maybe she was talking crap about those kids. Well, maybe they were talking crap about the 22-year-old at the adult table. That's true, too. Separate her, leave her in another room in another floor of the house, and we could talk trash about her. But but my point being is they're always going to, like, I was always seen as the baby no mm-hmm. matter what. Mm-hmm. You know, even at even at 43, I'm still seen as the child in my in well, because I am, but, uh, but 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 it's funny how siblings still treat each other mm-hmm. in that you know hierarchy of of age. Sure, you yes, know, it's it's like you're still the baby. Yep, you know, I get it. Even though you are a grown ass adult in every other stage uh, stage of life. Yeah, but the word penis still makes me laugh. I can't help it. That is just a yeah. funny word, though. Well, we could take phone calls coming up on this if we want, right? Sure, sure. It's uh, seven twenty with back Stephen Dave and Rock one hundred two. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 726 and Alice Cooper with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. A little bit of drizzle and a high of 61 today. It's 39 in downtown Springfield. So the am I the a-hole from the subreddit we were talking about. 22-year-old woman forced to sit at the kids' table on another floor of the house at a family gathering. Very upset about that. She's asking, well, am I the a-hole or is my aunt the a-hole for making me do that? We've got some calls coming in. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, it's Aldo and Ludlow. What's Aldo. up, Aldo? wondering about what you guys were talking about it could be simply you know that the woman was uh maybe there was too many people like at my aunt's one year when she had kids later in life my ex-wife and i sat in the kitchen we chose to sit in the kitchen or she just could be a messy eater there's no limit of statue limitations on that you guys have a good day you too aldo appreciate the call there you go there you go See? See? People have uh, their own little differences of opinion. We have uh, news coming up next on Rock 102. Opportunity employer. 7.30. We're back, Steve and Dave on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. This month, Yankee Home is offering $1,400 off installation with no money down, no payments, and no interest for a full year. Visit YankeeHomeImprovement.com and always use the keyword Rock 102. It's time for news, and here's Dave Coombs. Something we might not have seen coming as a result of Russia's attack on Ukraine, a potential global wheat shortage. Apparently, Russia and Ukraine are responsible for about one-third of the world's wheat exports. And so, 
get ready for the latest problem. Have nothing to do with supply chain issues or cargo ships stuck off the coast of countries, but it would be the problems with producing wheat still in Russia and the Ukraine. Damn, wheat. Yep. Yeah, well, no wheat. more cream of wheat. Well, do you have that at home? Do the kids like that? Uh, no, no. Okay. No, we don't need no, that. Children crap. don't eat like yeah. that. That's that kind of stuff. They, but but wheat is in a lot of different things. Wheat's in cereals, wheat's in uh, breads, and wheat's in uh, a lot of wheat and everything. I think it's in more products than we even realize. I'm not sure what Wheaties are made of, but uh, <laughs> I believe- Remember that also? Are you sure? wheat? No, no, soy. I thought there were cornflakes. No. No, mm. that would be cornflakes. Ah, cornflakes. Well, you could ask Bruce Jenner. Uh, I mean, Caitlyn Jenner, because she was once on the box of Wheaties there, so she would know, probably. He, she, wait, it's she. Okay, yeah. Bruce uh, Jenner is now a she. All right, yeah. It's, but I don't, uh, know if, I, don't know if I, I don't think the Wheaties had much to do with the uh, the winning of the decathlon. No, frankly. you no. don't? It had everything to do with the fact that, uh, at the time, Bruce Jenner was an outstanding athlete with great ability and uh, a lot of uh, competitive drive. What, what do you call a British prime minister in a wheat field? Thatcher in the rye. <laughs> <laughs> you like that? Wheat jokes. Very good. Political humor, too. We barely yeah. do jokes involving grain. Uh, every time I take pictures of wheat fields, they always come out grainy. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> yeah! In other news... I stopped by the deli to have my typical ham on white or wheat, but they were out of both. My plan for one lunch went awry. Ah. Ah. Yeah. yeah! What do you call a cross-eyed bison that won't eat wheat? I don't know. A silly yak. Mm. Silly yak. Just, just let, send us a signal when you're done. Keep going. Uh, I once uh, dreamed I was a sadomasochistic wheat protein. Really? I was a gluten for punishment. Ah. Nah. <laughs> A son of a long line of wheat farmers decided to plant barley. <laughs> he was going against the grain. Oh, yeah! didn't see that coming from a mile away. <laughs> That's all. all right. Hey, as long as we're on food, Pepsi and IHOP are teaming up for a new syrup-flavored soda called Pepsi Maple Syrup. Oh, mm. let's take two horrible things and put them together and see if we can sell it. Well, you can't buy it. You got to win it for a chance at one of the... 12-ounce cans of Pepsi maple syrup. All you got to do is take a picture of your stack of pancakes and post it on Instagram or Twitter with some various hashtags. Do you have to go to an IHOP to do this, or do you have to? Is that part of the plan? Or All online. Any? All online. I can never make pancakes that are symmetrical. Really? Yeah. I screw them up all the time. Really? Well, then you just call them like a, an animal. With the, if you're making them for the kids, then they buy that. Oh, yeah, that does look like a little cute little bunny rabbit. Well, the kids don't care what it looks like because right. it's fried cake. Who doesn't like fried cake, you know? Why, mm -hmm. why are you so worried about the shape? Uh, because I want like you know symmetrical. Pan I want to like uh, serve a pancake like they do in a restaurant. But when every time I don't know how much, like I don't know if I'm putting too much batter in the pan or if I'm putting uh, if I'm not I'm not letting it, you know. Or maybe the heat's too high because mm -hmm. sometimes it burns on the bottom. Right. And I don't know how, like, when to flip it. I'm not, like, a like a good flipper. Mm -hmm. lower, lower temperature, and when it starts to bubble on the top, that's when you start to flip. Yeah. See, you know what it is? I'm this instant gratification guy, <laughs> yeah. and I need to have the pancake done, like, right now, mm -hmm. like two minutes ago. So I think I jump the gun, and I try to flip it, and then the whole thing falls apart. Because oh. the first pancake's always the worst pancake. Yes. That always yeah. comes out. That's always true. But you're right, Bax. you got to get the temperature just right on the griddle, and then 
It's all automatic after that, and nah. it's very quick. I don't know. Maybe I should uh, put them in a smoker. Maybe smoke pancakes. Ooh, no, no. Don't smoke your pancakes. Yeah, maple smoke. Maple hip, apple, yeah. apple hickory smoke pancakes. None of this sounds good to me. I, I, I know. I, I, you I know, just... I'm, I'm like, one, like one of the only people in the world that really has absolutely no love for maple syrup. I love maple syrup, but only the real stuff. I hate the fake maple syrup. You know where you should go, Dave? Take Give, a trip out to the country. Give it to me. There's a there's a place. Uh, damn it! Now I can't remember the name of it. It's like five miles from my house. It's yeah. in Worthington. Okay. And it's a it's a during Lent. Uh, uh, the Sugar House. What was yeah, it called? Yeah, but what? Is, oh God. Pomeroy. No, Pomeroy's is closed. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, this is. Uh, damn it! I can't remember. I'll, Stan I'll find out. Sugar Shack. But here's the thing. <laughs> on on Sundays. Yeah. And maybe they have it on Saturday, but I know Sundays during Lent, mm-hmm. they have this uh, breakfast buffet, and you're in the sugar house. High Hopes. High Hopes Sugar High House. Hopes. Okay. That's the name of it. Okay. And it's a breakfast buffet for like, I don't know, 10 or 11 bucks or whatever, and I like you can it. get as many pancakes and eggs and all this other stuff that you want, and you're in like the sugar house, uh-huh. and they have like, it's gravel floor. It's 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 picnic tables. Cool. I bet your kids probably love it, right? Oh yeah, we 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 the last time we went was right before they shut everything down for the pandemic, and mm-hmm. I think they were closed like the first year, twenty twenty one, right, or twenty twenty. I don't know, but they were closed for one year, and I think they're back open. Again. Well, the most important question: Do they have real maple syrup? Because that's how well, we they're started making it right there. They are. They'd have the real stuff. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, oh, cool. And what town is it in? It's in Worthington. Okay. And, and it's like, and they have like all the different kinds of syrup that yeah. they have. They have the heavy, the light, the dark, you know. You know, it's funny you bring that up because yeah. my buddy and I, Rich, a guy in Boston, I went to college with, my good buddy there, we were at an IHOP in Boston last week and they no longer have the variety of syrup options on the table. You know, they used to at IHOP, yeah. you used to have like cherry and strawberry. They don't do that anymore? No! Why not? What? Now, I'm hoping it was just this IHOP because that's part of the beauty of IHOP. Can I, can I just uh, say for the record, and I don't mean to be disparaging any business whatsoever at all, mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you're looking for a delicious breakfast, IHOP should be your last choice. I agree with you. Yeah, and you should. I, in every possible way imaginable. And I had an omelet, but my buddy Rich had the pancakes and was very upset there weren't a variety of uh, syrup options. You here. should say, I be hopping to another restaurant mm-hmm. that has better food. Right. Isn't that a Bob Marley song? No. I yeah. be hopping? No, you know what? Uh, near, I think there's an IHOP still in West Springfield, right? Um, I think. I, I think so. <laughs> I, know, I mean, the one on Allen and Cooley's you know, gone. Just down the road, they got this Polish breakfast place. Yeah. Holy crap, is that good. <laughs> What's it's, it called? I think it's called Sunny Side Up. And That's it's uh, it's in the it's in the plaza like across from the movie theaters on Morgan Road, right? And uh, it's like you know you can get like kielbasa mm. and your and kapusta Ooh. and all that other stuff along with your eggs and your rye bread. Ooh. It's delicious. See, uh, we we I mean we've mentioned this place before. We go we got a regular place, and our regular place is Evans Egg House in Ludlow. Mm-hmm. Evans is fantastic, and 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 their their signature feature. Bacon hash. I know. Ooh. Oh, Lord. You need a dump truck full of that stuff. Now, the only problem with the bacon hash is there's usually not much left after I leave. So you got to you gotta get there early, but don't get there too early, because if I get there and they're out of bacon hash, I'm blaming you. Well, I'm writing all these down, by the way. In case you're interested about the local IHOPs, there's three of them in our midst. One in West Springfield. Mm-hmm. Right. One in Springfield on Cooley Street. Well, that one's still open? 
It says it here. I'm looking wow. at a map right now, and one in Manchester, Connecticut. Those are the only three that oh. are nearby. You know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking of the Chili's. It was the Chili's that closed. It's now a, a Mexican restaurant. Ah, uh, Chili's. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, man, the bacon hash. Oh, my word. That sounds So good. crispy and delicious. I would like to rub it all over my face. You know what? There's a place in Montgomery, of all places. Uh, it's like a Mon- I think it's called the Montgomery Grill. They have like all kinds of like different hash. Really? You get uh, like orzo, like or not orzo, a chorizo with chorizo, chorizo. sausage. Mm-hmm. The world is that an orzo and chorizo. Oh yeah. Well, hey, we, one's I, a sausage, one's a pasta. Yeah, but it said sausage, so it's a chorizo. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you can't and, uh, fail on that. It's like Portuguese hash. They make all different kinds of hash. It's very good. Well, shall we get to the rest of the hard news here? I think we're on to something else. Yeah. <laughs> this is a little more interesting, don't well, you think? I agree with you, but there are some pretty interesting local stories here. All right. A spa manager is facing kidnapping charges after allegedly locking a former employee inside the Zenergy Spa in Agawam. Yes, but did he feed him bacon hash from Evan's Egg House? He, you know, he probably had... went to partners up in Agawam. Oh, yeah, that's, that's another good place. Good place. He did have food available, this male employee, after this female manager locked him up 52 year old zenergy spa manager zun ying zhang is in trouble a criminal complaint filed against her for kidnapping the male employee and keeping him locked inside the spa all night long yeah i don't think you're supposed to do that no. as, as a boss the victim asking zhang for a key but she allegedly refused to give him one even though he was working there and was staying there, and was locked inside there. He'd been sleeping in massage rooms, and apparently in one of the back bedroom areas at the spa. The bedroom contained a large bed, luggage, hair dryers, towels, and other supplies, including food. Isn't that among the many things that once closed a various version of the Korean uh, massage parlor right here in East Long Meadow? <laughs> I believe that, that there was the case. That there were people living in there when uh, apparently... Uh, that's not supposed to happen. Yeah, I believe that was uh, called sex trafficking. Right. Yeah. Right. It was sex trafficking. <laughs> yes. And then, and then they were allowed to reopen two months later. Under a different name. Under a different. Uh, oh yeah. Right. Money. Yeah. But then it was shut down another year later, and then allowed to reopen. In other local news, Amherst might no longer be Amherst if Amherst resident Vincent O'Connor gets his way, he wants the town to change its name. Now, Amherst College recently changed its nickname, of course, from Lord Jeff's to Mammoth's. Mm-hmm. And the Lord Jeffrey Inn changed their name to uh, the Boltwood Inn. Yeah, yes. Because we don't want to be associated with smallpox anymore. It would be very right. good. Yeah, it's all because of Lord Jeffrey Amherst, who had advocated for biological warfare against indigenous people through his distribution of smallpox-infested blankets. Yeah. All right, so he may have been somewhat of a jerk, mm-hmm. but you know, here we are, almost two hundred years later. Are you going to change everything in town? I mean, the name of the town is Amherst. Amherst College doesn't want to change the name of the, of, of of their name and the, and the town. I mean, come right, on, right. you'd have to change all your address labels. Yeah, you'd and, have to tell every creditor you have that you're now living in a different town. We we, we I think we talked about this a while ago because this is this is an ongoing sure. thing that they they've been doing. Yeah. And uh that was one of the biggest things where like the postal codes, postal codes would have to change. All these things that you don't think of w- it would create a lot of problems for for people. Yeah. And 
to me, it's like, okay, I think it's okay to acknowledge that this guy wasn't the greatest guy to be naming things after. Mm -hmm. Right. But make that part of your town history. Make that, listen, like when they named this thing, they thought this guy was a, was, was fantastic. What, you know, and this is what we now know about him. Mm -hmm. This is what our town is named. We're not elevating this man. We're not embracing this man. We just move on with our lives. How many things are named around here that have any kind of potential uh, darkness to them? Well, almost almost everything. I think all all of us in this room probably have something about our past that we maybe aren't the proudest of. Well, I I believe when uh, Springfield was incorporated, they were named after uh, Lord George Springfield in 1678. Wow. Turns out he Mm. was kind of a shifty, sleazy Mm. little bastard. And and now, is anyone going to fire into their ass about changing the name of Springfield? No, they do not. Well, and we're naming elementary schools. We're renaming elementary schools that were once named after, oh, I don't know, Civil War heroes, for instance, who we found out we're similar to that guy, not the best people on earth, and we're renaming these things something like, let's just say, Kobe Bryant Elementary. Okay, fine. Kobe Bryant, again, in death, looking back, a fantastic guy, but he had some issues. Yeah, those he, Kobe uh, beef injections uh, uh, he was given yeah. back in the early 2000s. Allegedly. And, and not, to single, not to single him out, but, you know, everyone has... Some skeletons well, in the I mean, closet. For example, if you're driving on Tapley Street in Springfield yeah. and you look uh, and you and you're heading towards, say, like ninety one, uh, and you look to your right, you are gonna find the uh, Congressman Richie Neal uh DPW building. I think anyone's ever driven past the Richie Neal DPW building says, All right, you know what? That's appropriate. Mm-hmm. That but- yeah. <laughs> it actually should be the Bondi's <laughs> Island wastewater plant should be the yeah. yeah, I mean, you're gonna have a guy, you know, filling up potholes, yeah. uh, you know, you know, plowing streets. Yeah, okay, Richie Neal probably deserves that. When it comes to Amherst, this guy Vincent O'Connor has appealed to the Amherst Town Council, and he's given them some options for new names in Amherst, including Harriet, in honor of abolitionist Harriet Tubman, mm-hmm. Emily, in honor of the poet Emily Dickinson, and Sumner. For former Massachusetts Senator Charles Sumner, hmm. you know, again, you could you could change everything. You hmm. could cause all these big problems, but when it comes down to it, just make it part of your history. Mm-hmm. You know, and acknowledge. Okay, there were some mistakes made here yes. when we acknowledge. Erasing history is wrong. Exactly right, and so you use Let, it as a teaching moment. Of Steve. course you do. Yes. Yeah. Good deal. Good deal. All right. And and, and oh yeah oh, yeah, yeah, we, yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> Yeah! And now. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. 752 and Joan Jett on Rock 102. It's uh, 39 in downtown Springfield. Uh, comedian Carrie Louise will be joining us uh, next hour. The uh, the wife of comedian Tom Cotter, who has been on our show a million times. She's going to be at the Berkshires this weekend. We'll tell you all about that in just a few minutes. Now hear this. Now hear this. It's just the normal you hear me? You're only hearing what you want to hear. Now hear this on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave in the morning. Audio clip number one. Actually, Steve referred to this in Hollywood trash. Anthony Anderson, the actor, 
Walked to Best Buy in New York City to buy TVs, but had no way to get them home. Luckily, a nice stranger offered to give him a ride, and so Anthony Anderson shot some video while inside this stranger's car. Hey, everybody, what's going on? I have no idea who these people are, but I'm driving a vehicle right now because I just went to Best Buy to buy some TVs for my new place in New York. That's Alex, and that's Charm right there. So if I don't make it back to the set of Law & Order... He's got evidence, just in case. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would never do that. What a stranger? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think if you know you're a local celebrity here, like Anthony Anderson is a national celebrity, and certainly one in New York. There, I mean, I think you know you could trust somebody to pick you up as a local celebrity and give Excuse you a ride me, home. Dave. Yep. Regional celebrity. <laughs> well, the region of uh, Springfield and yeah, well, uh, I mean, a little bit of East Longmeadow. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Local enough. I mean, not in a dollar will get you on a bus, but yeah. that's about it. I, um, I, I would I would accept a ride. You wouldn't do that, huh? Unless I kind of knew the person, maybe. Okay. I don't know if I would just take a random ride from a stranger. That's- I think it would depend entirely on uh, you know who we're talking about. Mm-hmm. I mean, if the the celebrity's driving the car. Right. Well, well, well or am I the celebrity? You're the celebrity. I'm the celebrity. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I probably would not take... It would have to be... Uh, I'd have to be in a real spot in order to take a ride from a total stranger. Well, you'd also be... I think you'd be relying on the look test. You'd look at this person or yeah. these people and you'd decide whether they looked trustworthy or not. And that that doesn't always work, as I have proved from relationships I've gotten involved in. Some the of the most sketchy people I know... Mm-hmm are really weird when it comes to uh, you know their private life. So mm-hmm. I, I don't you know I can't trust anybody 100%. Clip number 2, a high school teacher in Jacksonville, North Carolina lost it. He's resigned. He went all in on his kids, started yelling at them, started swearing at them, and one of the kids caught it on his cell phone. Does anyone else want to try my authority? Because I am done playing with you idiots. I am here because I want to be here. I somewhat enjoy this job. You need something from me. I need nothing from you. And if you don't like my language, I don't give a Get out now. That's about half of the rant from the high school teacher in Jacksonville, North Carolina. Wow. Mm. You know, I know it's unprofessional, but again... You know, with the way things have been going the last couple of years, the ex- extensive amount of stress put on not only kids, but but on the, on the faculty, too. You know how hard of a job that is to sit there with kids all day long? Listen, my- And if you're going to, yes, again, it's wrong to lose your crap, but everybody has a breaking point. Yeah. You know, my, my wife is a teacher. Yeah. And, uh, and I know if I were a teacher. Yeah. This might be the kind of guy I'd be at some because I mean I, I got a, I got a, a slow burning wick when it comes to getting you know really really pissed off yeah but when it happens I must tell you that's sometimes where it goes I never had a teacher do that though oh, I, I've had yeah. them get like uh, agitated and sure. you know uh, punished the whole class kind of thing but that was just because we were being a bunch of jerks and again a breaking point. You know, we could have sent that over the edge and uh, made the guy uh, swear at us. I think between the ages of uh, middle school to, say, your senior year in high school, mm-hmm. there's always the possibility that those kids are going to drive a teacher oh, yeah. to the brink. Especially now. Absolutely. I used, I used yeah. to have a shop teacher that instead of swearing would go, Bunchy boo! 
Bulls all day long. <laughs> and he'd do it in that like North Syracuse Italian accent. Sure. Betsy Bulls. I like that. Yeah. We should start incorporating that. Like when something crazy on the show happens, and we right. just go, Betsy Bulls. Betsy Bulls. I like that. All right. Consider it part of the he re- curriculum. He here. reminded me of Mayor Dom Dom, actually. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably yelling that right now at us. Listen, uh, all you dingbats in the area, I'm going to kick you right in the Betsy Bulls. <laughs> And clip number three, your audio quiz, guys. Please wait till the entire 15 seconds has played in order to launch your guesses. What do you think this is? Check it out. I know what that is. Go ahead. It's uh, Michael Jackson's isolated track, it sounds like. From? Like, from uh, Smooth Criminal. Very good. Is wow. it Smooth Criminal? Yeah. It is. Uh, that's a TikToker named There I Ruined It. See, I was going to say uh, that was Michael Jackson, but singing the uh, the theme song to the movie Ben. <laughs> there I Ruined It. Is that like a he's got a theme of these things yeah. going on? Yeah. And he posted that after he went through Michael Jackson's entire Smooth Criminal song and took out all the non-word sounds that Michael made throughout that song. That's actually pretty cool. Yes. What? And, and he has other well, ones, I think too. so. I think so. I haven't had time to check that. But I'm sorry. What's it called again so I can remember this again? There, there I Ruined there It is I ruined the it. name of the TikTok. <laughs> all okay? right. Well, I'm going to have to go check that out because I like stuff like that. <laughs> Coming up next, the 102-second sports on Rock 102. The following takes place between 8 a.m., and 9 a.m. It is 8 a.m. on Rock 102. 60-ish for the highs today with clearing skies this afternoon. Then tomorrow, mid-50s with afternoon showers. Sunday looks like the best day, at least in terms of sun and clouds with no rain, but mid-40s is all we're going to get for the highs then. The weather is brought to you by Noonan Energy, serving western Massachusetts for over 125 years. NoonanEnergy.com. Here's your 102-second sports on Rock 102. Starting with soccer, the U.S. men's national team with a thrilling 0-0 tie last night with Mexico. As the result, both teams likely to qualify for the upcoming World Cup. Baseball, spring training action, the Orioles over the Red Sox, 8-5. The newest infielder for Boston, Trevor Story, will make his Sox debut tomorrow at 1 o'clock against Atlanta. Hockey action in the AHL. The Thunderbirds are at Hartford and Providence this weekend back home at the Mass Mutual Center next Saturday in the NHL overnight. The Bruins beat Tampa Bay 3-2. David Pasternak had a hat trick, and Swedish defenseman loved the name Hampus Lindholm, making his debut for the Bees since they acquired him in that trade with Anaheim. And in basketball, Sweet 16 action Last night, number one seeds Gonzaga and Arizona out of the tournament, and Duke's still alive as Coach K attempts to win it in his final go-around with the Blue Devils. This year's Cinderella team, the St. Peter's Peacocks, are 12.5-point underdogs against Purdue in the first of four more Sweet 16 games tonight. And Hall of Famer Ray Allen got scolded by a federal judge in Miami and ordered to donate $1,000 to charity for failing to show up for jury duty at a fatal carjacking trial. U.S. District Judge Marsha Cook telling the 46-year-old uh, former Celtics star, quote, no man or woman is above performing civic duty. And then she said... 
That's it for your 102-second sports. Coming up next in his view from the couch, Bax talks about Frank Martin maybe becoming coach of the UMass basketball team. Straight ahead on Rock 102. Associated building record. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, here's something to suck on. Did you realize it's been eight years since the UMass Minutemen have played in the NCAA tournament? Eight years! And you realize that it's been exactly 26 years since the UMass Minutemen have actually won a game in the NCAA tournament? Think about that. There is not a single student enrolled in the entire UMass system that was alive during the last time that the UMass basketball program posed a threat to anybody during March Madness. Oh, I'm sure there are a few of you who have optimistically filled out your brackets in 2014 and again in the late 90s for UMass to make it to the Final Four, but that sort of thing hasn't happened in almost 30 years. The question now is, is that about to change? Yesterday, the University of Massachusetts submitted an offer for former South Carolina head basketball coach Frank Martin. Now, I don't know how much they're willing to pay the guy. I also don't know how long they're expecting him to stick around if he takes the job. All I know is that Frank Martin was fired fired despite leading his team to an 18-13 season last year. He took the Gamecocks to the Final Four in 2017, and he is the third winningest coach in South Carolina basketball history. And somehow, UMass decided to suddenly start reinvesting money into one of their formerly thriving athletic programs. My question is, when did this start? Not for nothing, but UMass has banged out five straight losing seasons in a row. And on Wednesday, Frank Martin appeared on the Rich Eisen Show and talked about wanting to still coach despite having a frosty relationship with the South Carolina administration and a few health problems along the way as well. Will Frank Martin take the job? Maybe, maybe not. Certainly has connections here. And as a father of two kids who have been through the UMass system, I'm pretty sure they've got the money to pay him. All they have to do now is wait to see if it's going to be enough. Because if they're going to pay him Matt McCall money, then I'm pretty sure the answer is going to be no. Because that would be a far cry from the $3 million he was making per year in South Carolina. Like a real far cry. Like you couldn't possibly get any further further from that sort of crime. But hey, never my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm looking at five DeWalt power tools on sale this month at Rocky's for 100 bucks each. I'm looking on my phone at the Rockies app, or you can look at their at Rockies.com on your computer. Pick up a sales flyer in the store for that matter. What's on sale at Rockies? The sales flyers online, on the app, and on paper at Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock. It's eight, almost 8-11 and ACDC with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Rain this morning, clearing skies this afternoon, highs of about 60, then dropping in temperature. 50s tomorrow, 40s on Sunday. You know, I'm so uh, I'm so busy all the time uh, getting caught up in things that sometimes I just kind of quickly look at messages mm-hmm. and then uh, I see uh, <laughs> I see the I see the name Cotter the other day come across uh, my uh, my my computer screen. Right. And I go, "Oh, oh, this weekend in the Berkshires." So I reach out to Tom Cotter and I said, "Hey, Tom, uh, hey, uh, I hear you're in the Berkshires this weekend. Uh, you want to do an interview for your show?" And then he goes, "Actually, I'm in Florida this weekend. Uh, stop scaring me." And I'm like, and I had to go back, and I'm like, "Oh, it's Kerry Louise Cotter." I was like, "Yes, the Berkshires would never host uh, <laughs> a, a, a bad comedian. Yeah, they want the funnier Cotter, and, and that's who <laughs> we're getting this weekend. <laughs> and uh, it's Kerry Louise on the phone with us. Good morning, Kerry. How are you? Hey. Yeah, good. You got that right. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. We've come to our senses. We have the real 
Cotter. Yeah. Would the real Cotter stand up and be funny. Yeah, I mean, if, <laughs> what, what did, I mean, do you ever introduce yourself to like uh, to new people? I'm the funnier Cotter. Here's uh, my husband Tom with the hacky com- with the hacky material. Our sister-in-law got us uh, matching bathrobes, and they, <laughs> she had them embroidered, and um, his says funny, and mine says funnier. Oh, I like that. <laughs> good. Very good. You, right, yeah. So she, she got that right as well. It was so funny when we opened, opened them up. <laughs> so you're actually at a pretty cool event tomorrow night in, uh, in Lenox, the Berkshire Mountain Comedy Arts Festival. It's a, it's a fundraiser for a, uh, an organization called uh, Riotous Youth. It's a, it's a Shakespearean company for, uh, for kids and, and, and teenagers. It actually sounds like a, a pretty cool night. Yeah, yeah, and get those kids into acting and have uh, no no money. That's what that's what we need for our future. <laughs> we need to boost the economy by putting yeah. uh, out of work people into work. Uh, it, it could be worse. You could have these kids go into comedy so their self esteem can get kicked in the teeth every couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, well, we're going to put an end to that during the show. They'll they'll realize once they hear my life. That's for sure. They're like, ooh, that's why she's a comic. Now, we, we, when, when when I talk about my mother. <laughs> What's going on with your mother? Well, you know, she just says things, you know, like she she was never the hands-on mom like they are today, you know. Like she would just be like, well, the bus picked her up. I guess she went to school. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my mother. And if my mother, like, if you know all these TV shows, they're like, there's tons of shows out there on Hulu and Netflix. They're all doing their own original shows. So I just thought about this last night, like, I would finally get my first, you know, real good, you know, show and an acting spot, and it will be on, like, one of those networks that she doesn't know, and I'll tell her, and it'll be, but still be cool. She, the first thing she'll say, well, it's not any of those networks I know on the real TV. Yeah, yeah. which is only, what, NBC and CBS yeah. and, and, and uh, public television. Yeah, and a, and a coat hanger right. antenna so she gets a good perception. <laughs> Uh, I'm Dave. Exactly. I'm, I'm Dave. I'm the new guy on the show, and I get that from my mom today about my radio career. And you know, all my friends, okay. all my friends are lawyers. They're on Wall Street. Mom, I got news for you. I've been doing this for 37 years now. It's officially my career. Yeah, and he tells fart jokes for a living. Yeah. Right, exactly. My mom does the same thing. She's like, you know, there's teaching jobs available. I'm like, uh, I think it's too late for that, mom. <laughs> yeah, that would require me to learn stuff and go back to school. It's the reason why I'm oh. in comedy. Right, exactly. Isn't it great that we get to tell fart jokes for a living? It is good. Paid? Yeah, I know, kid. Our huh? parents just don't understand. No, I'm, I mean, my, my mom's dead, and I can hear a whizzing sound every once in a while, and that's her spinning in her grave. And I can't believe I raised this kid to tell dick jokes for a living. You mean it never stops? I'm going to be on stage doing my dick joke, and I'm going to hear. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just the lights are going to go out. The word of advice: Don't get ever booked with one of those psychic medium shows. Mm-hmm. You know those uh, combo shows that they have. Not oh, a good idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was on uh, I was on your Facebook uh, not too long ago, and I saw a picture of uh, of your kids, and I'm like, I can't believe these boys are getting as big as they are. These, how old are they now? Oh my God, I can't believe it either. They went. We moved them into college uh, just this this fall. I, I will never forget moving day. My son bought a Budweiser flag to decorate his room, and he's putting it up. But, but it doesn't say Budweiser. It says Budweiser, and there's three girls, gorgeous girls, on the cover. And, and all you see is these songs, these gorgeous butts with songs. And on the bottom it says, "This butt's for you." Yeah. All right. There you go. He's so proud of it. He's like, "Mom." You hate this, don't you? You hate it. I go, hate it? I posed in it. I'm the one in the middle. 
That's every. How do you think I'm paying for your college education? <laughs> that that won't. Yeah, you're worried about your mom scarring you. You imagine what you just did to your boys. It's full circle. I know. I just ruined his four years of college right there. Wow. I, I just I, I I was looking at these pictures like they were like they were like you know five years old about a week ago. I know. I, I can't I can't even believe it. I know, and and I stay with them every day, and it still seems like it was yesterday. You know, I was and my th- little ones in high school. I, I was thinking about this the other day uh, with you and your husband, and like he tells me he's going to be in Florida this weekend. You're going to be in the Berkshires. What a perfect marriage! You don't ever have to see him. <laughs> That's right. During the pandemic, we almost got a divorce. I couldn't believe he was in my house the whole time. I'm like, what? Don't you have? A- Can't we do? Where you're still here? <laughs> yeah, you really get to know somebody, don't you? <laughs> so I know it does. It we do pass like ships through the night. We literally pass like ships through the night. One time, I was working in Hartford. He was working in Massachusetts, and he had to drive. And I was staying at a hotel right on the highway. And I was talking to him. He's like, "Yeah, I think I'm driving right by your hotel." I'm like, "Put on your hazards. Let me see you." I'm <laughs> <laughs> driving on the highway. Now he's in my hotel. Oh, that's, uh, that's yeah. romantic. And, that, and that's all the contact you needed with him was just to see out the window, wasn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no need, I love you. There's no need for you to stop. Just keep driving, but thank you. <laughs> yeah, keep driving, funny man. We don't need you around here. <laughs> well, again, it's going to be a great uh, night of comedy tomorrow night at uh, the Berkshire Mountain Comedy Arts Festival, uh, the Shakespeare and Company fundraiser for riotous youth. It's uh, tomorrow night. And, uh, Carrie Louise, it's always great to, to talk to you. Enjoy yourselves. Have fun while you're out here. Great to have you guys. I love talking to you guys. Thanks for having me. We'll uh, have a great weekend. Thanks, Carrie. You too. Carrie Louise with Pac, Steve, and Dave on Rock 102. Hey, it's Pat Kelly. Join me Monday afternoons at 320 for What's the Word on That Team? Classic rock or classic rap or whatever you call it from Aerosmith on Rock 102 with Pac, Steve, and Dave. Good morning. Uh, it is uh, 40 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, you missed any uh, part of the Bax, Dave, and Steve show, or the Bax, Steve, and Dave show, whatever it's called uh, this week. <laughs> uh, you can go to rock102.com and download the daily podcast. It's also available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. You'll never have to miss another show again for as long as you shall live. And uh, Baxi's musical podcast this week, another look at uh, Baxi's enormous record collection, looking at uh, 1974's Kimono My House by the band Sparks. Now, you might say, who? Uh, they're gonna be being. They're gonna be at the uh, at the Schubert in Boston next week. I'm going to that show. Oh, actually, you are actually very excited to go uh, out to Boston on uh, on on a Wednesday night. Oh, you, please come to Boston for the springtime. Yeah, and I'm uh, staying with some friends, and I've got lots of room. Wow, Sparks is a band that's been around for 50 years. They've got like 26 studio records. They've got uh, a great Netflix documentary called the sparks brothers and they also wrote and scored the film annette with adam driver so this is a big year for sparks and so they're going to be coming to boston next week next week on the podcast though uh former genesis guitar player steve hackett he's going to be at the wilbur theater in uh, on uh april 2nd so that's another great show he'll be performing uh seconds out in its entirety uh the genesis live album he's actually performing a live album live Look go, at go figure that, huh? Look at things getting back to normal around here. Oh, I know. I know. And I got some other really good ones coming up uh, soon on the podcast, too. Hey, how's your smartwatch doing in saving your life this week, Bax? I know um, that you've got some uh, like alerts on there for health issues and no, things like that, right? No calamities right now. I okay. seem to be, knock, you know, knock on wood, uh, not dead. And which watch is that again? It's the, uh, it's the Apple Watch. Okay. Because... 
A study out of Canada found smartwatches are racist because the sensors in them are less accurate for people with darker skin. Now, you got a lot of hair there, maybe. I don't know if it's going to maybe get confused because of that. Well, this is my swarthy Mediterranean yeah. olive-based skin. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. So you, it might not be as accurate with you since you have that swarthy, dark, well, darker skin. I can't speak for whether my watch is racist. I, I do believe there's a lot of ageism going on because mm-hmm. it seems to be popping up a lot of notifications relative to my age. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I don't. It's not really racist. Well, that's no, I'm reading right from a report here. According to a study in Canada, they found, again, the Canadian study found that smartwatches are racist because people with darker skin don't get the same benefits from them as other people. But I don't think it was intended to be that way. No, of course not. So I really, I don't know. I, Whether it's intentional it, or not, though, mm. I guess. That's what they're saying. Well, there's a glitch in the system is what it is. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's really a racist kind of thing. Hey, I'm just reporting the news. I'm not deciding. I'm just You don't have you. to get argumentative. I'm just <laughs> telling you my opinion on it. Two of you. Two of you. Relax. <laughs> relax. Yeah. Come on. Just because your watch is racist doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Really? You know, you got a watch, a white privilege watch over there. That's, mm-hmm. uh, that's your business. My dad was racist. Now there's a racist. There's a man. racist. There's a right guy there. who didn't like people. <laughs> he didn't like anybody. I told you, I met my dad for the first time at age 16. Yeah. And he told me a racist joke. First time we met. I'm was like, that geez. to break the ice? Yes. Hey, like, uh, get a load of this. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man. Really? <laughs> Here's a great my- joke. You're never going to believe we just walked into a bar. <laughs> and uh, we like, get yeah, white people. Am I right? Huh? Am I white? <laughs> Good to meet you, Dad. Yeah. It's 829. News is next to Rock 102. Automotive technicians. This- With back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by Jace Meagle Roofing. Visit jacemeagleroofing.com. Here's Dave Coombs. Nathan Bills bar owner John Sullivan acquitted yesterday of assault charges by a judge even before the jury began its deliberations into the case of the four police officers plus Sullivan who were on trial accused of banding together to stalk and beat four black civilians after they and a group of off-duty police officers had words at the popular neighborhood bar on April 7th, 2015. And because the jury decided that Mr. Sullivan, the owner of the bar, really didn't have as much to do with this whole thing. He was acquitted yesterday. The proceedings are expected to wrap up later today. That, that, excuse me. That shouldn't be much of a surprise. They were, they've were they been saying that mm-hmm. since the very beginning, that, that John Sullivan's involvement in this was pretty minimal. <laughs> right. I, I agree. But I also found that there was a little bit of a discrepancy in the... Remember when uh, Dom Dom was like shutting down these bars for causing all these problems? Yeah. And he would give liquor license violations. That didn't happen. That was right around the same time that he was doing that. And he didn't use that uh, <clears throat> discrepancy right. for that particular location. And, and again, I'm not uh, saying that they should have. I'm just saying it just seemed to be a little bit of a, a discrepancy between the all the other bars that they were going after. I mean, I, I know there, there are some people going to... S- see that and, and, and hear that argument and say there's a there's a imbalance somewhere in the way the city decides to you know prosecute one business not prosecute but to go after one business and not another but I think a lot of it has to do with you know when you're bringing somebody to court the arguments are different than if you're bringing some issue to you know the license commission so I mean I, I and I don't know what the you know, what is right or wrong here and I don't, I don't want to necessarily you know, point fingers at the mayor, 
here. No, I'm not. But, I'm not pointing. I'm just. I'm talking about there was that. There was that conversation was going on. It wasn't just the mayor. There was other people oh, involved in that whole thing about. But that was a, that was a big platform that they they were standing on, saying, "Hey, we're going to shut these bars down for well, any kind of activity that goes on." Because, but those but those bars that you're talking about, if you remember, uh, there were repeat incidences going on at those bars. It wasn't just one thing uh, that happened. It was like you know continual problems that had been addressed and and never resolved. Uh, there was no because I think it was Aquarius. That was the one where the guy left the bar, yeah. then got shot blocks away. But because he was at that bar, then they were giving them crap about shutting the place down. It just, you know, if you're going to do that, you're going to, you have to do it for everybody. Right. You can't just do it for one place. Well, I think in that case, at Aquarius, the problem was that the moon was in the seventh house and Jupiter <sighs> allies with Mars. And then peace will guide the planets and love will steer the stars. Well, it is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. Bass. Yes, the age of Aquarius, mm-hmm. spaghetti and asparagus. I got you. Before we move on to stories from suburbs surrounding Springfield, one other Springfield story here. A man, a 25-year-old Springfield man, killed early yesterday morning after he drove into a tree while trying to evade police. According to a report from authorities, the crash taking place shortly before 2 a.m., at a sharp curve near 143 Mill Valley Road in Hadley. No other details about this crash, nor mm. the, pr- the trouble that this guy was in for his attempts to outrun the police. All right. But it just goes to show not much good happens after midnight. No, and you probably shouldn't be running from the police either. But that doesn't really matter now. In, in uh, West Springfield, the 67th Western Mass <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> Home and Garden Show, Ongoing, and I know we have to give away tickets to that coming up. Yes, we have uh, tickets to give away. <laughs> the uh, the mecca of remodeling, renovation, and restoration opened its four day run at the Eastern States Exposition yesterday. Crowds streaming into the Better Living Center to see one of the country's largest home shows with more than seven hundred booths. And we'll all be heading there at some point this weekend for some home improvement tips, I guess. Right? I'll be going. <clears throat> I'm going to go and check it out. What uh, what I can do to my home? Well, all the things I can't afford. Meantime, and <laughs> or don't or don't have the physical energy to do. Right? Well, yeah, listen, I love looking at other people's designs sure. and the way they do things, and yeah. I'm like, that would look good at my house. But I, then I have to remind myself, no, it wouldn't, because it would never work out for me. Or uh, all those materials that I just spent a few bucks buying are just yeah. going to sit there in the garage for months before I just say, hey. What was that project I was supposed to do with all these things I bought? You know what I got in my garage right now? What? I have this, uh, it, was a th- it was a lawn thatcher. You, you put it on the back of your lawn tractor. Yeah. And then it, you know, thatches the grass mm-hmm. in the spring. Well, I was missing part, of course I was missing parts to it. I buy the thing from Tractor Supply and I bring it home. And of course I'm missing parts to it. And then I call the company and I say, hey, I'm missing these spacers uh, that go in between this thing. Six months later, they showed up in the mail. Six months? Six months. Wow. And uh, this thing still has not been put together, and now I don't... I'm one of those people that had to go through step-by-step, so I'm like maybe a halfway through it. Was that supply chain issues, by the way, that caused the delay there? But now I'm going to have to take the whole thing apart, and it was a supply chain thing, Mm -hmm. and now I'm going to have to take the whole thing apart now and Uh. redo it all over from scratch, because I I have to do it from step one to the end. Mm Mm-hmm. At once, I can't go back to doing it. So much for thatching your lawn. Yeah, it's kind of like when you get the uh, instructions on some piece of furniture from IKEA, 
and you realize you put one screw in out of place or wrong, you got to go back and do the whole thing. In Southwick, about a year after the Carvana proposal. Carvana Unana. The initial talks occurred about a year ago, and of course, Carvana pulled out because of opposition at the town council meetings in Southwick. Well, now the parcel of land at 686 College Highway has another potential suitor. Blue Rhino Corporation wants a facility for its propane tank business. Yeah, let's uh, let's not put any cars in this area. Let's uh, put in a dangerous propane uh, dispensary. Well, we don't mind explosives. I mean, that's well, explosive gas. Well, I don't. I don't think combustibles are no problem. I don't think it's gonna be dangerous with the folks from Blue Rhino running it. They're, they're professionals, seasoned professionals. It's not gonna yes. be dangerous. Isn't Carvana a bunch of uh, seasoned professionals too? <laughs> yeah. Well, that was gonna be dangerous. Blue Rhino is professionals in charging you uh, $10 more than anywhere else for a propane fill-up. And you pay that so that it's safe and efficient. Place by my house does it for 12 bucks. Yeah. Hmm. I'm looking at the uh, the street view of this uh, neighborhood. This is would be near the Hash House. Oh, yeah. Or that uh, that neck of the woods. Mm-hmm. That's right I on believe. 202. Yeah, not too far away. Speaking of cars, there's a guy in Fall River, Mass., who has just the answer for... Rising gas prices, he doesn't use a car anymore. He gets to work with his electric unicycle. Saves on gas, cuts his commute time in the process. His name is Rick Madera, and he's got something called a Gotway Nicola Plus. No seat, no handlebars, just places for his feet to stand up on the unicycle. He can go 70 to 80 miles on one charge, and he gets up to speeds of about 40 miles per hour on his unicycle you know fall river is a tough town you know it's a it's an industrial area you know a lot of uh you know a lot of real rugged people out mm-hmm, there sure. you know real hard working folk if i were someone living in fall river and i saw some guy on a unicycle mm-hmm. motorized or not that guy would get beaten up on the street corner every single day of his life start throwing stuff at him while he's zooming by exactly what would happen in mm-hmm. the town of fall river and you know what There'd be a crowd around him egging the uh, the assailant on. Like, yeah, kick his ass! You know, they'd be doing that all day, every single day. Well, maybe if he just juggled while he was riding his unicycle, so he was providing entertainment for the folks of Fall River at the well, same time, maybe well, they'd give him a pass. Well, I'm thinking the reason why this is motorized mm-hmm. and the reason why this thing has top speeds of 40 miles an hour mm-hmm. is to evade the beatings. <laughs> the you know, only reason you'd want to go that fast on a unicycle. But you know why they're always happy to be ridden? Because no, they why? Ne- because they never get too tired. Get it? Too <laughs> tired. Two. You see that? Two tires. That's a that's a number joke. You know why? Yes, uh, you know why a penis is like a unicycle? No. Because it's fun to ride, but don't send pictures of it to strangers. Well, that's a dress. That's, that's right. right. Yeah. You're better than that. Yeah. yeah. Any more? No, that's it. <laughs> only two. You only had two know, unicycle right? jokes. Well. What? Uh, your sister asked me to bring her something hard to ride on. No, 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 That's why you only had two, Bass. Yeah, that's so I why. got her a unicycle. I said, this is pretty hard to ride. Yeah! yeah. That wasn't that bad of a joke. You can always just tell the punchline and leave out the setup. Uh, okay, how about uh, how about this one then? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Oh, yes, I am over 18. Profanity may be... Ah, okay, we can't do that. All right. Just keep going. So, there may be plenty of reasons why someone might give up booze. Like, for instance, dry January or sober October. Or a court order. Yeah. Well, that too. But voluntarily giving up booze doesn't happen much in the Bay State, according to stats. 
Here in Massachusetts, according to a study just released by the American Addiction Centers, mm-hmm. Massachusetts drinkers are near the top of the list of states where residents never give up alcohol for any prolonged period of time. I think it's. Uh, I think it has to do with the long, cold winters, yeah, well, which aren't getting long and cold anymore. They're being more like uh, sunny and bright, which is a perfect day to go out and enjoy a mojito in the middle of yeah, January. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, then, true. If, if that reasoning is correct, then why are the folks from Maine not on this list? Uh, that's a good question, Dave. Because they were too, too drunk to fill out the survey? <laughs> yeah, maybe. According to this study, 25% of those that drink in Massachusetts have not bought into the premise of not drinking for a period of time. The results of the study show that only Minnesota, Connecticut, New York, Nebraska, and Pennsylvania have higher percentages. So there's a, there's a philosophical difference between someone who is going to give it up for a period of time mm-hmm. and someone who's going to go through a 12-step program to give it up forever. Yes, yes. That's not what we're talking about right. here. I don't know what the stats are on that. I don't know I don't know those stats either. But you know, if someone will say, I'm giving up booze for Lent, mm. what, a, what a tough time to give something like that up. Well... Doesn't happen here in Massachusetts <laughs> under any circumstances. Yeah, you want you want the booze during Lent. Yeah. That's the best. That's the only thing that's going to get you through. Yeah, absolutely. The These... sadness of the crucifixion. I, I can never get over that. I mean, the, the passion of Jesus. I year mean... after year, he gets nailed to that cross, and I just lose it, and I need a drink. <laughs> and that wine ain't doing nothing for me. I don't care if it is your blood. Because <laughs> it only gives me, I can only have a sip, and we're sharing it with 1,500 people. There you go. And these two guys are residents of Massachusetts. That's just right. Just want to point right. that that out a new study found that drinking two to three cups of coffee a day could add years to your life researchers saying coffee has a positive or neutral effect on your heart and it's even safe for people with heart disease Mm. disease now keep in mind this is for regular coffee would not include the double caramel latte with the whipped cream and sugar you're getting from a starbucks or a dunkin donuts just saying so keep it simple and you're in good shape I've been making my own cold brew at home. Yeah, well, there I, you I go. I was talking about that the other day. Do you I, add tons of sweetener in there or not? No, I I like it uh, like black and strong. Good. Yeah. He likes <laughs> it by the slice. Yeah. That's how strong he likes it. You're going to live forever then. I am going to live forever. And then I... Uh, I like my women like I like my coffee. Ground up and in the freezer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I know right. that one. You went the other direction <laughs> there, didn't you? Yeah, 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 that's right. Didn't yeah. see that coming. Uh, the rain is going to... today. The rain is going to clear out. We got uh, pretty, much, pretty nice skies this afternoon and highs of about 60. Mid-50s tomorrow, mid-40s on Sunday. Sunday looks like the better day. And that's it for your news on Rock 102. You and your roof went through a tough two Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 849 and the Foo Fighters on Rock 102. Going to be uh, mostly cloudy today with uh, chances of some rain showers here and there throughout the day and a high of 61 tomorrow. Mostly sunny, but could see a chance of some rain and a high of 53. It's 40 right now in downtown Springfield. i got to read a couple of books. Uh, I don't really like reading books unless it's absolutely yeah. necessary, but i got a couple of interviews I have to do that require the reading of books. Ooh. Uh, and I'm and, and and they're all like PDF files, so I don't have to uh, have the actual book. Well, you can watch it on a tablet or something like yeah, that. Too, and yeah, I, and I'll and I'll do that. Mm-hmm. But I'm not a book guy. I just I, mean, I don't like normally like sitting down and you know curling up uh, with an international flavored coffee and reading a book. I just I I I, I rarely ever do that. And well, I was telling my fa- my uh, my parents this so like. Uh, yeah, you know, I had to go. I've been reading a lot of books for this podcast, and like, 
And they both say it separately. Since when did you yeah, know how right. to read a book? Well, I, I think you uh, were kind of like me growing up. Mad Magazine and Cracked Magazine were like the two biggest books I ever read. I, I got every issue I could get my greasy little hands on. And I got the Cliff's Notes of the Catcher in the Rye uh, analysis to make sure I passed the essay test, you know? Oh, I did that a lot. I did nothing but read books when I was a kid. Now I don't read at all. Yeah. Because I, we read so much crap for this show on the internet to prepare little stories i don't want to read at all i yeah, one semester uh in college i i took a british literature class which which basically they should what they should recall it is the driest books in the world the boring book class yeah the most boring thing in the world and uh there were like 10 books that we had to read during the semester so a real you know reading heavy mm-hmm. i didn't begin preparing for the final until about a week and a half before. boy! And when I mean preparing for the final, I mean that's when I started to read any of the books. <laughs> and uh, in order to do this, I took uh, at, at great cost to myself, both physically and mentally, and maybe even psychologically, I read 10 books in about five days Wow! using nothing but Jolt Cola and Viverin. Wow. And it worked. I got. I want uh, barely retaining any knowledge from yeah. these books whatsoever. Just and, and reading them like a like a like a like a sieve. I wound up getting a B on the final exam. Really? How I do not know. And to sit here and wonder why I have AFib after <laughs> bloating my body with caffeine and more caffeine. What do you remember? Jolt Cola. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Twice the sugar. Twice mm-hmm. the caffeine. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was the. It was a college student's best friend. I remember taste testing that when it first came out. In fact, did it not? Was it? Did it not originate in Western New York? I where I where, I, where I started my radio career in Rochester. I, I don't think I don't know where it came from. When I you're co- when you were a college student, it came from heaven because yes. while it was sugary sweet, you can feel your teeth rot while you're chugging that stuff down. Uh, it helped. It helped a lot. So it got me through the night, man. Yeah, but after college, I hadn't read another. I you didn't read another book for another fifteen, twenty years. Jolt Cola originated in Rochester, New York. Wow. And How we, about that? So, so we had when I was on the air in Rochester, starting off in nineteen eighty four, the very first Jolt Colas. Wow. How about that? <laughs> Steve, when you said this guy was great, I, I had no He's idea what you're look, talking about. Now look at him. I this, finally impressed you. This, wow. this is what happens when he reads books all of his childhood. <laughs> he knows all this information. We kind of need this guy around to tell us all the things that we don't know. How do we not know this already? I would think that'd be the first thing out of your mouth. You know, I was the first guy to drink a Jolt Cola. Oh, do tell. Yeah, right. Hey, the uh, the Western Mass Home and Garden Show is uh, is is on. It's on now at the Big E, and it's going to be going on through uh, through Sunday. We have a four pack of tickets that can be yours to the Western Mass Home and Garden Show uh, to the tenth caller at two nine three one zero two one. Now, here's the uh, the only the only hook here. Um, if you want to win the tickets, you have to be able to pick them up today. That's that's the only rub. In this uh, little contest today, yeah, you got to pick it up before uh, five p.m. Before five p.m. today, yeah. you show up at five oh one, five oh two. Ain't nobody gonna be here. Yeah. We're gone for the weekend, and but- we don't we don't tape tickets on the door. We don't do any of that stuff. You have to get here before five o'clock. Right. I'll meet you in a parking lot somewhere to give <laughs> no. you your tickets. What do you, yep. what do you think this is? A, a, a Craigslist exchange? I don't think so. Is that lady upstairs just tapping her watch, That's waiting it. for that second to count down to five p.m.? And uh, if you're five o'clock and one second past. 
your ass out, baby. And I got news for you. She's mm-hmm. tapping her watch already. She oh, just yeah. walked into the door. Hey, by the way, here's another little tidbit about Joe Cola. I never knew. In 2006, they revamped their product line. First of all, who even knew there were still Joe Cola cans in 2006? But they changed the logo and packaging to resemble batteries, and they called it Jolt Battery Bottles. They looked like they came in the shape of a double-A battery, and when you opened them up, it made a loud popping noise. And it tasted wow. like acid going down your throat. <laughs> it really right, did. Right. Sugary, delicious acid. Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's just about 8.56 with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102.